Super Talk Mississippi media production. Running a business is tough. If you're struggling with HR benefits and payroll, you're not alone. Many businesses just don't have the resources to keep up. That's where MWG Employer Services comes in. We provide a full range of employer services with everything from payroll to benefits to HR services and compliance and can create a custom plan that fits your needs and budget. We're a Mississippi-based company that can help you focus on what you do best, growing your business. Call MWG Employer Services today at 601-206-7966 or go to MWG Employer Services You're listening to Sports Talk Mississippi On Demand, presented by Pearl River Resort. Escape to Choctaw, Mississippi and enjoy world-class gaming, the Dancing Rabbit Golf Club, and Geyser Falls Water Park. Escape to Pearl River Resort. To the junction, in the grove, and to the top. This, this is Sports Talk Mississippi. On your radio and in the game. Right here on Super Talk Mississippi. From the Sanderson Farms Championship at the Country Club of Jackson. Good Thursday afternoon. Welcome to Mississippi's PGA Tour stop alongside Michael Borky. Wait, that's, wait, 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 what? Alongside Michael Borky <laughs> and Brian Haydad, I'm Richard Cross. We're glad to be with you. We are very even, easy to get confused. Even on the road, the Pearl River Resort Studio is our home. Pearl River Resort, home of the sportsbook at the Golden Moon Casino. Learn more about them online at pearlriverresort.com. Love to hear from you this afternoon. The ceasefire text line is open, 601 879 Four three nine five. Give your business the edge with gigabit fiber internet from C Spire Business, backed by world-class IT professionals who live where you do. That's right here in C Spire Country. That number six zero one eight seven nine four three nine five. Good to once again be back at the Sanderson Farms Championship. A little overcast, but about as pleasant as it could possibly be. Forecast for the tournament this weekend looks absolutely spectacular. Golf course is in great condition. We're going to talk about the leaderboard and everything that's going on. Michael Borky, I know this is one of your favorite events of the year. I watched the sunrise from the 10th tee this morning. Well, you didn't really have to get up early for that. Oh, I was I was on the, the bus. The sun doesn't come up to like 7.30 these days. That's true, but I was on the bus just after 6 a.m. this morning getting here. Yeah, the sun, I got to watch the sunrise and then overcast came, but... Uh, yeah, man, I walked uh, my uh, knockoff uh, Chinese version Apple Watch that I got on Amazon for less than $30 has told me that I walked six miles this morning. There you go. There you go. So you uh, you have covered some ground on the golf course. Everywhere. Followed uh, Hayden Buckley. So there's four uh, guys with direct ties to Mississippi in mm-hmm. the field. Buckley from Tupelo. He was the only one in the morning wave. There's three more on the golf course right now. Uh, so I, I followed him. Uh, Kevin Kisner was two groups behind him, so I was kind of bouncing back and forth and, and checking things out. So really good morning. Um, Green Davis, Davis Thompson's got Mississippi ties, doesn't he? So th- is there five? Did, did I miss one? I think he played at Alabama, but he's from Mississippi. The, well, then there, there's the I fifth. Think that's uh, right. Forgive me for not knowing that. I know, I, I know there's four without even having to think about it. So maybe the, maybe there is five, but. Either way, the the one uh, that I followed this morning was uh, was Buckley, and we'll hear from him here in a little bit. Uh, he'll be on the phone with us in about 28 minutes from right now. Talk precise, about yeah, very very precise there. What's well, golf? Uh, I was wrong about Davis uh, Davis Thompson. He is from Auburn, Alabama, and went to school in Georgia. So Ooh, you're right. a little rivalry there. Yeah, yeah, no doubt, uh, no doubt about that. Georgia, the better program. 
For golf? For golf. Okay, I was like, like for football, I knew that. Absolutely for football. But, yeah, for golf, too. Okay. Yeah, overall, Auburn's really, really good right now. They carved it up at the uh, fall preview at the uh, – uh, match play championship. Yeah, yeah, saw that. You remember that? Yeah. Oh man, yeah. How could anyone forget it? Country Club of Birmingham a couple yeah. of weeks ago, West Course. Mm-hmm. Great golf course. Not good. Great. Oh, fantastic. It's one uh, of the best in the South. Uh, it, it 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 actually is. Yeah, I know. I'm I'm not lying. One of the uh, let's check the leaderboard. Some good scores this morning. Henrik Norlander, the Swede, seven under, shoots a first round sixty five. Matt Neesmith uh, with a first round sixty six. He and Christian Bazudenhout. Do you need a handkerchief? No, I was gonna. I didn't know if you wanted to do this instead, so that you could. Uh, yeah, I'll be happy you, to. You could work on the names. All right, uh, so there we go. At Christian Bazudenhout, six under, along yeah. with Russell Knox. Uh-huh. Uh huh. Davis Thompson leads the group at five under, along with Zinching Du. I, well, I and Kevin Kisner. He was in. Uh, uh, is that Lando? Lanto. 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 I, you got to clean this off a little bit. Uh, Wesley Bryan, Cameron Champ, that name is familiar. He's done things. For, former champion here okay. at the Sanderson Farms right, Championship. Then. Hits uh, the ball a mile. Ben Griffin, a lot of Americans. That's good to see. What is What What, what country is that? What country is C.T. Pan from? You know what that is? That's Taiwan. Ooh, that, that, oh, that's not a real country. Not a real country at all. That's, that's, they, what are they doing? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> hey, hey, for the first time possibly ever on this show, Haydad said something that you would more likely hear at 6 a.m. on weekdays. <laughs> For the it, first time it, ever, indeed. Brian Haydad engaged in that. I, uh, what a day. I, um, You know, there's, uh, there's one more guy that we need to keep up with as well. Nick Lindheim, who is uh, a, a Corn Ferry Tour guy yeah. who has just gotten his uh, card. Yeah. Is that right? Is that who I'm thinking about? Had three wins on the uh, Corn Ferry Tour and yes. six other uh, tour wins. Well, but it, it's well, eight, eight, won this eight, year. eight other tour wins. <laughs> you can read Wikipedia just as well as the mo- the rest of us, right? Yeah. Um, Ceasefire text line again open at 601-879-4395. Uh, such a great setting, and this is such a well-run event. We're going to visit with Steve Gent coming up a, a little bit later this afternoon. Uh, the, the the tour pros rave about this golf course. That's one of the things I look forward to uh, talking with uh, with Hayden Buckley about uh, a little bit because you know, it's real easy for professional golfers to go, oh, yeah, course is great. Yeah. And then sometimes they'll give you an opinion. Like if, it, if it's really penal, like, yeah, I didn't really think the pin placements were very good. Uh, you know, they're having trouble with it. But, but generally speaking, they're going to say, oh, yeah, good golf course. Mm-hmm. There's something different, though, about the way tour pros talk about this particular golf course. It is not... Uh, th- this is not one of the elevated events on the PGA Tour. Where right. there's a, I mean, the, the purse is fantastic, but it's not one of the $20 million purses. But the golf course itself, the greens, the Zoysia fairways, uh, fair, fast, fair, yeah. firm, all the things that you want, and uh, it's really good. I was impressed. I mean, I know they have an irrigation system here, but the fact that we've had the summer that we had, Fast and firm. That's how they, they like to describe me. Exactly. Too, so. um, hey, Dad, there is a, a golf ball called Noodle Long and Soft, I swear. <laughs> um, there is? Yep. Hope nobody was teeing off. Uh, no, I, no. We're, we're far, like we're far enough away from, from everything. But, um, but yeah, considering that the summer we had, where we had, what, 30 days straight of over 100 around here and absolutely no rain, it's phenomenal. There's the former champ right there, the current champ, reigning champ. Reigning champ McKenzie Hughes. McKenzie Hughes. Right. Reigning champ. There you go. Two one. Not defending. Reigning. Reigning. That's right. I Raining. appreciate that. Yeah, I got you. 
Yes, yeah, so uh, there is a big story uh, outside of the golf world uh, and, frankly, outside of the college football world that we, we really need to start with today. Uh, a news release from Mississippi State earlier today, and if you are a Mississippi State basketball fan, it's absolutely the last thing you wanted to see. Uh, Tolu Smith has a foot injury, and it's going to cause him to miss a significant amount of time. They do expect that he will return at some point during conference play this year, um, but it's going to be a while. No specifics on the injury. Correct. Injured his foot in a, in a practice recently. Correct. Yeah, that's what that's very odd to get a, a statement on an injury about a player from the head coach. Yeah, I think that that is speaks the indication to indication of how serious it that's, is. And I think it also speaks to the the gravity of, of Tolu Smith and what he means to the Mississippi State basketball program. I would agree with that. Uh, injured his foot at a recent practice, expected to return during SEC action. Now, that is not the clearest. Uh, you know, there's no date on there. There's right. no start of SEC play or anything during SEC action. So we'll see what that means. Uh, Going to c- continue to support and care for Tolu's mental and physical well-being being during every step of the recovery process, and we'll continue to move forward with our preparations for the upcoming season as Tolu and his family would expect us to. So, uh, Tolu Smith himself responded to the statement from Mississippi State. I shed my tears already till empty. Ask God, why me? Wondered why I continued to give this game all I got, and I get the short end of the stick. Life can really suck sometimes. You know, most people give up after all these obstacles, but I'm a blank dragon quit heck no i i edited a you edited a little bit that's fine uh, he's but, emotional but you you understand you, you understand the uh, uh he's a dragon yeah i like is that, that. Is that like a new nickname i don't know well i mean i'm we, saying we, we, if, we if, if it comes back and plays well yeah in the second half of sec of play dragons. yeah you gonna start calling him dragon i might i could i could coin that i could make it happen i got that kind of power you know that kind yeah. of that kind of stroke. Tolu Smith was expected to go to SEC Media yeah. Days next week. We'll see if that I mean, still happens a guy who was or, or not. Probably going to be the pre would have been the preseason. I mean, the, the votes are probably already in for a lot of people. He, he was going to be the SEC Player of the Year on a lot of ballots. Yeah, preseason. Um, so what does this mean for Mississippi State? I mean, they return four other starters from their tournament team. Yep. They brought in a couple of, of good pieces out of the transfer portal, specifically uh, Andrew uh, Taylor from Marshall. Uh, they brought in a guy in Jimmy Bell from West Virginia that they thought would be a competent backup to Tolu Smith. Now he's going to be moved into a starting role, I would imagine. And a true freshman, uh, Gal Choi, uh, will be probably getting a lot of minutes early, which might be good for him long term. How much is Josh Hubbard going to play right out of the gate? <sighs> you know, he had a he had a big role to play when they were on that t- that European yeah. tour. Yeah. Uh, and he and he provides something State didn't have last year, which was offense. Right. So. My guess is, you know, with Tolu out, if I'm Jans, I might be thinking play small, play small, play fast. fast. And if that's the case, Hubbard has a huge role to play. Uh, Tolu Smith last year, 15.7 and eight and a half rebounds per game, so that is a a significant loss. Uh, in fact, the uh, the most recent tweet we have from Jimmy Dykes came just three days ago where he was sitting down and doing a one-on-one with Tolu Smith. He said, Tolu Smith is set to have a monster year, preseason All-American, and just a great dude. And uh, now he is out for a significant amount of time for Mississippi State. Just getting started with you Thursday afternoon for the Sanderson Farms Championship. Richard Cross, Brian Haydad, Michael Borky. Got Will East in the studio occupying the big chair. 
We'll take a quick timeout. Back with you right after this. Mississippi on the Super Talk app, your local Super Talk station, and at supertalk.fm. Fishy line alert yesterday from uh, from our friends at PTG Outdoors. Absolutely. Sometimes you better just trust your gut. Sometimes the so-called experts don't know exactly what they're talking about, which is why you look at it and you're like, it just doesn't make any sense. Sometimes you got to go with what you know. Jacksonville State rolled into Murfreesboro last night and nearly dropped half a hundred on Middle Tennessee. 45-30. It was 3 to nothing Middle Tennessee after the first quarter. It was 23-7 Middle Tennessee over the Gamecocks of Jacksonville State at the half. But then. And then they played the rest of the game. 17 unanswered in the third quarter. 21-7 in the fourth quarter. 45-30 your final score. Told you yesterday. Middle Tennessee had the better quarterback. All he did was go out and throw for 408 yards last night, but it didn't matter as they lost by a couple of touchdowns at home. You also had New Mexico State winning at home over FIU 34-17. So that got the college football weekend started. You weren't with us at the beginning yesterday. I was not. It also was day one of 49 in a row. 50, isn't it? Four, no. Is it 49? Yeah, no, we, there, we there was it. a lot of erroneous information oh. on the interwebs earlier this week. It's 49 straight 49 days. 49 straight days. There is not a college or NFL game on the Wednesday before, the Wednesday before. Thanksgiving. I knew that, yeah. So it's, it's, it's four, be, what do we say, 49 straight and 55 of 56, or That's no, right. 54 of 55. Something Whatever like that. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, 48 now. Great. Yeah, for the, yeah. each I like of football. the next 48 days, including tonight, mm-hmm. uh, got a couple. Sam Houston State 0 4 on the year. They've been close in some games. Mm-hmm. Uh, at undefeated Liberty, it'll be a madhouse in Lynchburg tonight. Our guy Chad. Their fans can't wait going. to just sit there and watch. And then uh, Western Kentucky is at Louisiana Tech at in Ruston, mm. Louisiana Tech home dog. Western Kentucky, a six-point favorite in this game. Yeah. And you've got a fishy line. Yeah. Bears at Commanders, only a six-point favorite is Washington. I mean, a touchdown's a lot in the NFL, but the Bears are a disaster. But the Bears are a disaster. You've got coaches getting their homes raided by the FBI and Justin Fields saying, we're not winning because my coaches suck. Yeah, but everybody's kind of come around on the Justin Fields thing. Because he's not wrong. I mean, is he wrong? But still, all this turmoil, all this mess, coaches getting arrested, uh, you've got the the Claypool deal. So they they, they trade for Claypool, and then they sit him because they're going to trade him again. The the whole organization's a nightmare, and it's only six. Well, well. I I could decide. Emmanuel Forbes, by the way, playing a metric ton for for Washington. He is. And, and, And playing well. 
Yeah, they're lining him up across the best receiver from their opponents often. Well, that's what you draft him in the first round. That's what you expect him to be able to do. He's performing well. So He had a tough week last week against A.J. Brown, but yeah. he won't be the only one this year to have that be able to say that. A, a lot of people have tough weeks against A.J. Brown. Yeah. Ceasefire text line, I just hope Fields plays like he did last week. Maybe he needed the turmoil to get his butt hot enough. Maybe so. Maybe so. Is that a new term? Hot butt? Just, is that like, you know, he's really not playing. Uh, is that kind of like the red rear? Yeah, maybe so. Maybe so. Um, he's got the hot butt, yeah. Aaron and Meridian, remember when the ESPN Thursday night game was a big deal with yeah. Lou Holtz and the rest? Like, yeah, you, you and had, the NFL showed up. Well, think about this. You had you had Chris Fowler, Kirk Herbstreet on Thursday nights for a while. Yeah, Mike Tirico. You had Mike Tirico on Thursday nights. You had Chris Fowler, Lee Corso. Yeah. Was, was it Corso and Herbie together with Fowler? They did. The, they did the '99 Egg Bowl. I remember that. You had. To be honest, I miss it. You had Reese Davis. Yeah. Did some Thursday night yeah. games as well. Yeah. Um, and yes, then the um, then then the NFL came along and kind of minimized. But man, think about how many good games you had. You had a bunch of South Carolina games on Thursday night. Mm-hmm. You had Ole Miss played on Thursday night a couple of times. And I'm not a even South talking Carolina about the Egg game. Bowl. Was a Thursday night game, wasn't it? Uh, Ole Miss played Arkansas on a Thursday night. The at South Carolina game was yeah. on a Thursday night. South Carolina played a bunch of Thursday night games through the they years. Did so did State. They, State they did that well. State did. They, they absolutely did. Um, I think early on you had some Auburn games that were on, on remember that, Thursdays. Remember that Florida State-Louisville Thursday night game? That was like a monsoon where Florida State was like number four, three or four in the country, and they, they lost at Louisville. Didn't Jeff, they go to think, NC think, State think, and lose too? Not Jeff Brom was the maybe Jeff Brom was the quarterback. Jeff Brom is the quarterback. Yeah. yeah, he was still playing at yeah, that yeah. point. And and you remember the John Virginia Tech game, the Thursday night Virginia yes. Tech game where Lee Corso's car got struck by lightning? Yes, that was that's yeah. good stuff. Good stuff. Yeah, Aaron, those are uh, those days are are a bygone era. And yeah. So instead, we get a pretty little uh, spicy little matchup tonight with Tech and uh, in Western Kentucky. That one really could be fun. Yeah. It could be if you're a sicko. I mean, you've got to really love college football to watch. Yeah, but Western Kentucky is very good offensively. I, mean, I, I agree with you. It's going to be fun. Former Mississippi State assistant coach Drew Hollingshead is their offensive coordinator. Is he? Yeah. They just churn out quarterbacks and, and good offense. They find guys, yeah. yeah. I talked to a former Mississippi know, yeah, State assistant earlier today. They're out there, you know. Uh, Steve Spurrier, Jr. is now the offensive coordinator at Tulsa, working under Kevin Wilson, first-year staff there. Yeah. And uh, I've got the uh, Tulsa at FAU game down at Boca on Saturday, so I got to visit with him earlier today. All right. You can see our guy, Tom Herman. He, um, yeah, yeah. Vince a guy. Is he? Mm-hmm. Well, there you go. Sure is. Um, I am not. I don't know where this comes from or where it came from, by the way, but my neighbor, uh, my state fan neighbor, John down the street, Mm -hmm. uh, said we should have hired Spurrier Jr. to be the offensive coordinator to me the other day. Ah, well, I'm screwed up. And I said, I was like, was that an option? He goes, yeah, it was. And I just, I I didn't know that that was a thing now that's being said. But John, my neighbor down the street, it was an option. A lot. The same way literally anybody could have been an option. Yeah. Yeah. Lane Kiffin was an option. Same no, way. no. There were, he, they could have called. Yeah, but there's a difference in being an option where you can call somebody and an option where you can hire somebody. I'm just saying, you know, it was. Steve Spurrier Jr. was hireable. I didn't say that, that he was the same sort of option. I'm just saying he was an option. Yeah, there are different uh, levels of options. Spurrier was fun. I was. Uh, we uh, 
I actually think he remembered me, which surprised me. I, I think he was on with us, I don't know, once maybe along the way. Met him a couple of times along the way. Yeah. Uh, nice guy. Oh, um, he's great, yeah. I said, a uh, little bit different environment for you this year than where you were a year ago. He goes, you think? Yeah. He goes, look. He said, I'm not saying that Kevin Wilson is a 6 a.m. to 10 p.m. guy. Yeah. Like, there, there's some balance here. He said, but Mike Leach did not come to the office until 2 o'clock. Ever. Yeah. He said, the first time I would see him was when we walked on the practice field. Yeah. And then he'd be there all night long. Yeah. So it's, it's a, a different. He's a night owl. Uh, it's very much a, uh, a different thing. Um, that line on the Bears and Commanders game is ridiculous. The Bears won't score a touchdown. I mean, they struggle to do that. They, they don't, like, do offense well. Yeah. At all. Um, why does Richard not wear a pass? Is he a VIP? Well, no. Well, yes. No. But I, I despise having things hang around my neck. So, there you go. Dwayne, just got it clipped to the belt loop. Dwayne is the most observant person that listens to our show. Yeah. I promise you he's the only person that thought that right there. Well, I mean, you got Haydad with the big goofy lanyard around his neck with his pass hanging on it, and you've got yours clipped to the zipper on your uh, your genteel quarter zip there. And That's right. I just I got it on the uh, on the belt loop. I'm genteel three times over. What jacket, oh, shirt, pants? Hey, you, you you look angry. No, no, never. You're, you're, I stay in a good mood. You're you're a big uh, you're a punching bag, but you're not as big of a punching bag as no, you used no. to be. No, no, two ninety five today. Hey, let's go. Hey, we're dropping down. So. You you had the uh, you hit the wall, yeah, and, and you you kind of stayed right at was, like three oh five yeah, to three oh two for yeah. a couple of weeks, a few couple of months, a couple was of it months, that long? Yeah. Yeah. and then you finally sent the message. Like I, I forgot to send the picture in real time, but here you go. Yeah, which I'm glad because we didn't need a nude picture of you on the scale. It you was sure? a, yeah, I'm, I'm quite sure. Based on our demographics, our listeners might have appreciated. I'm not sure. Okay. <laughs> um, okay. I, I don't know what just happened here, Will. I have no idea what just happened, but we congratulate our Bad friend. Bad visual images dead. just happened. Down to 295. Yes. That is, that's, uh, yeah. that's fantastic. That, was, that felt good. And felt you've good. really hit a point where you can tell, too. Thank you. appreciate that. Yeah. So um, I feel so, great. Uh, Jay from the Res, how many Red Bulls has Haydad had today? I don't, I don't drink Red Bull. Am I the I've only never person? had a Red Bull in real life, other other than a couple of uh, vodka Red Bulls at a bar one time. Oh yeah, yeah. Didn't like that. Vodka and Red Bull don't not good. Not a fan. Am I the only person who observed Brad Peterson shoulder to shoulder with Zach Arnett in the last two state games? No, you're definitely not. What does that mean? I don't know. I've been meaning to ask you about that. Great. Because I don't know. I've been meaning to bring that to this show, and I haven't done it yet. Yeah, it's, yeah, there, it's weird. There is a a line of thinking that that Arnett's hand is being held in game management right now. If that's the case, I like Brad Peterson, but they couldn't have found a college coach? Perhaps we'll broach that subject a little bit more later this afternoon, but when we come back, we'll go to the Farm Bureau guest line for the first time. Check out favorites.com and go with the home team, Mississippi Farm Bureau. Hayden Buckley played here earlier today, joins us coming up next. It's happening in Mississippi sports. You'll hear about it first right here. Sports Talk Mississippi. 
Sports Talk Mississippi live from the Country Club of Jackson for the Sanderson Farms Championship. Thanks for being with us on this Thursday afternoon. Let's go to the Farm Bureau guest line. We are joined uh, by, I, I think we can say Mississippi native, went to high school in Tupelo, went to the University of Missouri, played college golf there, and then made his way through um, kind of a circuitous route to the PGA Tour, even though he's only 27 years old. Hayden Buckley joins us right now. Hayden, thanks for some of your time, man. Uh, really appreciate you jumping on with us for a few minutes this afternoon. Yeah, thanks for having me. Man, it's, it's always nice to be back in Mississippi. All right, so let's jump in and let's let's talk a little bit about your round this morning. Uh, you go out in the early wave, you shoot one under. How was the golf course? I thought I was in great shape. You know, I think my my wake up today was three forty five, and probably the earliest earliest I've woken up in the last three week or three months. Sorry, you know, just being hurt and kind of relaxing at home. And uh, I think it was it was a little tough getting up this morning, but I was excited to get out there. And the course is perfect. You know, they haven't had rain here since July, is what I heard. Uh, so they've done a really good job of keeping the course in shape. And you know, I say it every year. I think these are the best greens on tour. Some of the best greens on tour. And they showed it today. I mean, I can attest. I made I made no putts today, but uh, it wasn't because of the greens. You know, they just rolled so true that uh, you have to hit perfect putts to make them. So it's it's a good test. You know, I think guys will shoot low scores, but uh, it's it's still a really good test. All right, Hayden. So what is it about this golf course? Because I feel like professional golfers, unless it's really bad, they just they they rarely say things that are negative about a golf course. If it's really bad, they'll talk about it. But I feel like for years now, just player after player raves first about the greens and then just kind of the overall condition here with the Zoysia fairways where you usually get good lies, firm and fast. The weather's been good the last couple of years. What What is it about the Country Club of Jackson? Uh, I think they just know what they're doing. You know, I've played it at every level. I played in high school. I uh, played a state amateur there. I think I finished runner-up. Um, you know, I've played it multiple times, obviously. And every time I play it, it's consistently in good shape. So I don't know who, who's keeping keeping up the course or whatever whatever plans they have, but they're they're really doing a great job. Uh, you know, it just speaks a lot to their preparation. And uh, you know, I was a little nervous with no rain coming in. I thought it might be. I, I was hoping for a little bit firmer and faster. I don't think it's there yet. Uh, I think they have been watering it themselves. But yeah, you know, I think by I think by Sunday the the weather's going to cool down a little bit. Uh, we could we could see firmer and faster if it doesn't rain, but um, I think they just do an incredible job keeping the golf course. They really take pride in you know being Mississippi's golf tournament, and they're trying to trying to showcase what good golf can can really look like in Mississippi. Visiting with uh, Hayden Buckley, who has finished up a, a really good 22-23 season, won nearly $3 million on the course, had a second-place finish in Honolulu back in January at the Sony, had a, a top 10 at the Valero, a top 5 at the RBC. And yet, Hayden, I'm wondering if this is a year where you wonder a little bit what might have been if not for some injuries. How do we get you healthy and keep you healthy? Yeah, you know, I, I still feel a little disappointed in how it ended, just just where we were when I got hurt, you know, being 42nd on the FedEx Cup and, you know, really having a legit chance at, at looking at Eastlake. Um, yeah. I think that's everybody's goal, and, you know, I knew it was right there for me, and, and I just, you know, had a kind of a freak injury that 
I still don't really know how it happened. I just woke up one day with pain, and um, you know, unfortunately, I missed six weeks. And uh, you know, when you do that, you fall, you know, pretty far down the FedEx Cup. But you know, I think I saw what I saw last year, and I saw the success that I had. Uh, so I know that all I need is to stay healthy, and all I need is to, you know, be able to compete in twenty, maybe twenty-five events at the most. And uh, I think I'll I'll be right back in the same spot next year. And you know, I've already taken you know some different steps in keeping my body healthier. I'm eating better. I'm you know making sure that I'm I'm doing stuff after I play, before I play. You know, that's kind of why I was up this morning at three forty-five and you know in the gym making sure my body's ready to play. You know, I think it's just one of those. When you play a long season, that's kind of the biggest goal is to be healthy. And I think we're going to have a, a really good opportunity this year to, to play well. I mean, even today, didn't play well, I don't think. But I saw some things that uh, you know really improved from the last six months. I think I hit it better today than I've hit it in the really? last six months. So that's, you know, I don't know if I need to sit on the couch more, but uh, <laughs> it, 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 whatever I did over the last three months really worked. It's kind of hard to collect checks when you're sitting on the couch, so I'm not sure that that's the uh, the, the best plan going forward. Hey, you alluded to something there that, that really is fascinating to me. There are a lot of people, uh, my wife included, who has made the joke before. She's like, why couldn't you have been a PGA Tour player? She's like, that looks like a really good life. She's like, I think I could have been a, a good professional golfer's wife. But the grind of playing on tour, where you play 20 or 25 events, and some guys might play another you know, three, four, five international events. You know, you're trying to get into the team competition stuff as well. I don't think there's anybody that complains about the life because it provides the opportunity for a great living if you're playing well. But can, can you kind of explain to us what the grind is like, both both mentally and physically? Yeah, I mean, you know, you're looking at, you know, at least somewhere around 30 weeks on the road, whether that's, you know, all the tournaments you're playing or different you know, sponsor functions you have to attend. You're looking at least 30 weeks on the road. You know, not to mention how how much how much of that other time do you want to spend? You know, going to the gym and practicing your game and uh, doing a lot of different things. So there's not a lot of time, you know, really to just kind of be at home and and enjoy life a little bit outside of golf. But I think uh, it'll get to you if you're not careful. And I think that's why. Uh, I've learned to just kind of get home and really forget about golf and not, you know, not let every single day be a grind. I think, you know, physically speaking, you can, you know, go to the gym every day, stay healthy, stuff like that. That's one of my goals over the next, you know, four or five months. But, you know, outside of the tournaments I'm playing the next few weeks, I don't think I'll do a whole lot of golf practice actual golf practice when I'm at home uh, I just don't think it's worth it clearly the last three months I've done very minimal and I'm hitting it the best I've hit it so uh, you know I don't, I'm not worried about losing what I have I think it's just staying healthy both mentally and physically is, is very important so um, you know less time on the golf course more time in the gym more time kind of relaxing at home on those off weeks and I think that's the I think that's my formula. Everybody's different. You know, I've got a guy, yeah. a buddy of mine that he likes to hit, you know, 500 balls a day when he's at home. And that's, that's what he, that's what he does. You know, I don't know how he does it, but, um, everybody's a little different, but that's kind of what I've found as, uh, as my, I think that's my key to, to playing well next year. Hayden, last thing for you, you got a couple of minutes left. Um, PGA tour players, 
play great golf courses on tour, some better than others. I mean, there's some that are more like they're tournament courses, and then there's some that are just these spectacular historic venues. I'm curious what the tournaments are, uh, especially over these last couple of years where you step onto the first tee and there's kind of like a I can't believe I'm actually here moment. Does that ever happen for you? Yeah, I would say um, U.S. Open two years ago, uh, I guess, you know, a year ago maybe now, but Boston, the country yeah. club. That was, uh, mm. you know, Saturday's round. I was like one or two shots back of the lead. Second to last group with John Rahm. Um, you know, step on the first tee and you can't really see. All you can really see is the hole. You know, there's not another piece of grass on the property because there's that many people. And uh, that was kind of my moment of, you know, I, I can do this. And, you know, I kind of belong right where I am. And, you know, that was, you know, I didn't play particularly well that day. I got off to a tough start, but you know, end up finishing top 12, top 13, somewhere in there uh, for the U.S. Open. And, you know, really looking at that, that really catapulted my career because I'd missed six or seven cuts in a row coming into that week. So, um, but those, you know, all of the U.S. Opens, those majors, they really, PGA Championship this year in, in Rochester, um, stuff, those majors are, are different. Uh, but, you know, I still, you know, if you look back to 2019 at the Sanderson Farms, you know, I got a sponsor invite from Steve Gent, the tournament director, and yeah. I was still I was still in school. I was finishing up online classes, and I just turned pro about a week before. And you know, I'm stepping up on the first tee there, about as nervous as I've ever been. <laughs> and, you know, but I, you know, I made that cut, and that was a big cut made for my career, and gave me a lot of confidence. And I think back to that to that week a lot. Honestly, probably a lot more than I think back to even a U.S. Open or a PGA Championship. So uh, That's you, know, really cool. you, you can always you can always remember your first one a lot more than others. But that one was special because of my home state and uh, you know just just being able to play well like I had in the past at the same golf course. Just now it's for for a living. I promise. Last one Thursday. Waste management. TPC Scottsdale. You make birdie on uh, on sixteen. How was that? Well, you know, it's, what's even better is I think on Sunday uh, you could find it. I hit it to about two feet and missed it for birdie. So that was uh, I had a lot yeah. of a lot of different. I wasn't going to bring that one up. No, look, I, I love that one. I, I tweeted it out. I, I, I really, I loved, I loved the emotion from when I birdied it on Thursday to when I missed a two footer on Sunday. It was a lot of different, a lot of different words were said towards me that day. But uh, look, you know, I had a bogey free three under on Sunday and. I'm not really complaining about shooting that on a Sunday ever. So that that tournament's, di- that tournament's different, though. It's uh, it's as close to a to a basketball game or a football game that I can I can really relate to. You know, golf doesn't feel that way because there's never arenas. But uh, that was that was probably the the craziest hole I've ever played by far. Hayden, thanks so much for your time. Play well this weekend. Thanks so much. Talk Mississippi. Here we, here we go, go. Super Talk Mississippi. Our thanks to Hayden Buckley joining us on the Farm Bureau guest line. Shot a one under 71 earlier today at uh, the first round of the Sanderson Farms Championship. We are coming to you from the Country Club of Jackson and happy to be joined by our good friend Pick Billingsley 
from Wayne Sanderson Farms. And uh, I, I said when you sat down, I think we're about to have a golf tournament. We are. We are, Richard, and it's going to be a good one. All of the work that goes pick into into getting ready for this event, the uh, the maintenance staff, Steve Gent and, and his entire team, uh, the volunteers, the folks at Wayne Sanderson Farms, uh, all of it, it's got to be rewarding when that first shot is hit on Thursday morning. You, you've made it through all the sponsor events. You've made it through the pro-ams. And now the reason that we're here takes center stage. Game on. It's re- let's go. And uh, got a great feel. Uh, the staff here uh, at the Country Club of Jackson has done, like always, an outstanding job of getting this uh, course ready to play. You know, uh, the elements hadn't been kind to us uh, since August as far as rain and what we needed to make a course look good. But uh, in spite of that, uh, the superintendent and the people here have done a phenomenal job of getting it ready to go. I asked Hayden a second ago because golfers just rave year after year about the golf course. But they also rave about the overall experience of being at this tournament. In, in your interaction with players, not just this year but over the years, what, what is it that sets the Sanderson Farms Championship apart, what is it that makes the players say that? Because I don't think it's just lip service. I I don't think it is either. And we hear it in the pro-ams when we get to play with them. When they bring the pros over to visit uh, with us in the chalet, we hear the same thing. Uh, And you and I, you and I are probably a little biased being from the state of Mississippi. We are. Being from the state of Mississippi. But uh, whenever we uh, commit to do something, we're going to do it right. And uh, it takes everybody to make a tournament like this go off. And you're going to get the kindest, most humble people in the state of Mississippi, and that's what we got here supporting us in this tournament. There are a lot of people that work at Wayne Sanderson Farms. Uh, as you interact with the people that are, are part of your company, do you get a sense of pride from them uh, about the way this golf tournament is run and, and kind of the, uh, I mean, everything from the T-markers the, the with the chicken logo to you know, the, the trophy and, and just kind of everything that goes along with it? We got to bring in, you know, like last year when we brought them in, let them go see the hospital, you know, because at the end of the day, you know, that's the journey we're trying to get to is make a big donation to the hospital to take care of children that need it. But uh, it was like we've got a board member from Canada that was in and uh, got to play with Mackenzie Hughes, you know, a Canadian board member playing with that, you know, and Steve Gent pulled it off like he always does. And then we had a lot of other executives here over the last several days, and they just shake your head, their head. Wow, what a place to be able to bring customers in and let them see a quality of golf like you uh, have here and also experience the hospitality that this state has to offer. So all good. That, that's really incredible when you think about it from a business standpoint because I, I would say, or at least my guess is that from your perspective, there, there are several things that you want to accomplish. But, but at the top of the list, and it has been from day one, is support for Children's of Mississippi and, and the donation that goes to the Children's Hospital every single year that's just been so big. But then also, there is a business tool piece of this for interacting with customers, interacting with clients, and, and building long-term relationships. And they, they look forward to it. You know, we've been doing this a long time, and those same customers, uh, when it was only Sanderson, uh, would always mark it on their calendar and ask for the date. <laughs> and, uh, and now uh, a much, much larger company with uh, 27,000 employees, that's, that's a, lot more cu- a lot more customers. So they're getting to experience it, and uh, it's, it's, all, it's nothing but good. It's been, it's been a lot of fun to begin the week, and as we go through the tournament, it'll get better and better. 
You you mentioned it a second ago in passing, but the importance of of Children's of Mississippi to uh, the young people in this state who who turn there sometimes when there's nowhere else to turn, and, and why that has been such an important initiative. Well, you know, uh, we had to have something that was going to uh, at Sanderson and now with Wayne Sanderson that was going to uh, impact the state in a good way, and it impacts the hospital impacts those from uh, Louisiana, Alabama, as, yeah. as well as Mississippi. So it's it's got a regional effect. But if you ever get the chance to go and see the quality of the work and the quality of the health care, uh, it's world class, and uh, it's something that we can all be super proud of. We've got uh, four Mississippi natives that are uh, are playing in the field. Always cool to see that. Um, Hayden was talking a second ago. You mentioned Steve Jen about what it meant for him to get a sponsor's exemption right after he turned pro and have the opportunity here. Uh, this is one of those tournaments that sometimes turns into a springboard for some younger players into their career. Uh, last year, uh, I was fortunate in the Pro-Am on Wednesday to play with Davis Riley. Yeah. You know, what a first-class guy to represent our state. And then goes and wins, the, I think it was the Zurich uh, in New Orleans, right, and and uh, got his first win there, and more to come. He'll 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 win more, but uh, but now when I watch him play, it's uh, it gives me a little a little more special meaning watching him and knowing I got to play with him and what a, what a first class person he is. I mean, maybe you're responsible for 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 the success that he had on tour last year. You know, Richard, probably not. (laughs) (laughs) Maybe. Maybe. You just wonder. Pick Billingsley from uh, Wayne Sanderson Farms, Sports Talk Mississippi, from the Sanderson Farms Championship at the Country Club of Jackson. Great to see you, my friend. Thank you. We're back right after this, 4 o'clock hour, coming up next. I can't afford to In church next Sunday to save me from the double bogey blue. More sports talk, Mississippi. Now, now. Sports Talk Mississippi, streaming at supertalk.fm and Supertalk TV. Thanks for being with us as we broadcast live from the Sanderson Farms Championship at the Country Club of Jackson. This is Mississippi's PGA Tour stop. And uh, we've got a good-looking leaderboard here in Jackson as well. Uh, There were low scores this morning, more low scores this afternoon as well. It's currently... Seven under par is the uh, top of the leaderboard. Henrik Norlander uh, from Sweden shot a first-round seven under 65. Sam Ryder still on the uh, golf course right now through 15 is seven under on his round. Matt Neesmith, Christian Bazudenhout, Russell Knox, and Chesson Hadley all at six under par. And then a pretty good group at five under as well, including Davis Thompson, Kevin Kisner, Lanto Griffin, former champion Cameron Champ, Wesley Bryan of the Bryan Brothers fame, right? Trick shots, they're opening up a golf course in South Carolina, the whole deal? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, I think that's the uh, I think that's uh, the, the, the same crew. Uh, and then uh, Ben Griffin and Nick Lindheim. I, you, I, 
you ready for a fun fact? Yes. Borky, you ready for a fun fact? I'm always ready for fun facts. Nick Lindheim is wearing the same shirts that we're wearing. Hey. Sponsored by Genteel Apparel out on the uh, golf course right now. Got his uh, Had his PGA Tour card, had an injury situation, took advantage of the, the rehab starts on the Corn Ferry Tour, and uh, now back here in uh, Jackson and making the most of his first round, five under, firing a 67 as well. CT Pan on the golf course, Hank Lebedia, uh, Lebiota, uh, Harrison Indicott, Dylan Wu, MJ Daffu, Akshay Batia, all at five under par. Lindheim had a stretch of five straight birdies on the back and then bogeyed 18 days. Ah, that's not how you want to finish. That's not how you want to finish uh, at all. Uh, so really good leaderboard, a lot of good scores, a lot of good players on here. And, and it's fascinating that, y- yes, there are young players here. Yeah. That happens every single year. But part of the neat thing about that is there's some guys you get to see on the ascent that might or might not be back here, you know, a year from now, like five years from that's, now. That's on the broadcast right now, Ludwig Aberg. Uh, I mean, he. there are so many people that think that he is just on a skyrocketing pace to the top of the sport, and here he is. He missed like, like a two-footer for uh, Birdie on 13, but he's playing well as well at four under. So guys like him... I was telling a buddy about this because we're going to come out here Saturday and Sunday that hopefully he makes the cut. Knock on wood, he's playing well enough to do it. Got to go watch him because in two years you'll be looking up and he'll be at the top of the leaderboard at Augusta and we'll get to say, hey, we followed him for 18 holes right here in Jackson before he he got there. And you know what? With, With a guy like that, you almost would rather see him... Well, I mean, look, it's really cool to see anybody win. A guy like that you'd love to see win, not just finish top five or top ten, because a win makes it a whole lot more likely that regardless of how far he goes, he continues to come back. Sam Burns. It's not a guarantee. No, it's not. Sam Burns being another guy. The Ryder Cup probably threw a wrench into his plans this year, but, but Sam Burns being a guy that, I mean, think about what the win here. Now, he was a known player beforehand, but what happened after he won here? Skyrocketed. Yeah. I mean, he was he was on the Ryder Cup team this year. Yeah, with the cool hair. The only yeah. good thing that happened. He, his yeah. hair, and Max Homa were the only good things that happened for the United States in the Ryder yeah. Cup. Max Homa was really, really good in, uh, in Rome last week. Sports Talk Mississippi with you, brought to you every day, and uh, coming to you from the Pearl River Resort studio. Pearl River Resort is the home of, let's talk golf, Dancing Rabbit Golf Club. Two 18-hole championship courses, both in pristine condition. We, uh, starting Friday night, really Saturday, for most of the next week, maybe a little bit of rain mixed in, we are officially moving in to perfect fall golf season. Perfect fall golf weather. Highs in the upper 60s, low 70s, overnight lows in the low 50s. It just doesn't get any better than that. And uh, we've got a bunch of it coming up. Book your tee time online at dancingrabbitgolf.com. Dancing Rabbit Golf, part of Pearl River Resort. Uh, we are scheduled to visit with uh, Steve Gent coming up uh, a little bit later in the uh, the 5 o'clock hour. We'll, we'll see how, from his perspective, day one has, uh, has gone. And... Um, we're going to talk with uh, one of our friends from uh, Century Club Charities coming up as well a little bit later in the show this afternoon. 
So we come back to this, and, and Haydad readily admitted, he's like, I don't know. Um, we got a message on the, the C Spire text line, 601-879-4395. That's 601-879-4395. Ready for a business wireless plan that's actually built around your business? Well, C Spire's got you covered. Unlimited with 5 gigs of high-speed data, premium nationwide 5G coverage, and it's all for just $32.50 per line because that's customer-inspired. Learn more at cspire.com. Dot com. Again, 601-879-4395. So the question that we got was about, is that Brad Peterson that for the last two games in Starkville has appeared shoulder-to-shoulder with Zach Arnett on the sideline? Mm-hmm. And the answer to that question is yes. Now, we have had a few other uh, texts that have come in. Robert says, is Brad Peterson the old Brandon High School coach that was really successful? I thought he followed Dan to Florida. No. He did not. Um, and some others have asked about that or said, yeah, I've noticed that too. Um, what, what, what's, your, what's your best guess? So the South Carolina game, <clears throat> excuse me, I noticed that he was talking a lot to Steve Campbell, who is, uh, I, I forget his exact title, but he's on staff but not as an assistant coach. Yeah. Uh, Steve Campbell, of course, the former head coach at Mississippi Gulf Coast right, and, and, was and at, uh, South Alabama. South Alabama right. yeah. And so I asked about that, and he said that Steve is helping with analytics, Okay, which surprised me because Steve Campbell doesn't strike me as a big analytics guy. It's an old-school yeah. football coach if ever there was one. But he's got a folder. He's relaying information. Okay, that, that's fine. In-game. In-game. Okay. Uh, so, but I haven't asked about Peterson yet, and so I need to do that. So I don't have a lot of information to give you, yeah. but I will say that it is odd that he's spending this much time on the sidelines talking to people who are not assistant coaches. That's odd to me. Yeah, and I was trying to think as we were talking about this, where else do you see that? Where else have you seen that? And and if you think about watching a college football game, you get a ton of shots of head coaches on the sideline. More times than not, the head coach is standing by himself in the shot. Yeah. Might be talking into a headset. Right. Uh, certainly you see interaction with players. Um, sometimes you see interaction with assistant coaches or a trainer if a coach is getting an update. But it doesn't seem like a lot where you've got a head coach with somebody that's just kind of right there with him throughout the course of a game. Right. You get the get-back coach that's there whose job is to like grab him by the belt and right. pull him back every time. He's going to stay close. But in terms of another staff member, and, and, and again, this is pure speculation. Is it bouncing ideas off? Is it timeout usage coordinator? Is it... None of these are giving me any great hope. Well, get, then, then give me a random reason that it would be. Oh, that would, that would be helpful for you. I can't give you a, a good reason for it. I can't think of a reason to be... Maybe not, they've developed a really close friendship, and it's comforting to have a friend close by. I mean, I get that. That's why I like doing these live shows. Yeah. But, I mean, just for me... And, and while I love you, I don't... Like, while I'm... If I'm doing a television game, I don't necessarily want you this no. close while I'm doing what I'm supposed to be doing. Right, right. Yeah, same same with the podcast. I wouldn't want you hovering. Yeah. Um, I just don't know 
Well, like my, I don't want Borky to feel uncomfortable. I feel like I'm a little closer to you than I am him. Well, I'm just bigger. I'm a gravitational <laughs> pull pull <laughs> in there. And, uh... Like, <laughs> you got me. I got you on that one. Not very so, often. But my, my, my point is this. Like, if he was constantly in conversation with Barbe or Brock, okay, I get that. These guys are not on your staff as assistant coaches. It's just odd that they're playing this big a role on game day in what you're doing. Yeah, that's that's what I'm I guess there's not a rule against it because it's very public and you can see it on television, but maybe I'm just not observant. But but I don't see Lane Kiffin for example talking to somebody that I don't immediately recognize as an assistant ever during a game. Right. I don't see Nick Saban talking to anybody unless he's yelling in his headset. Yeah. I've seen him talk to Kiffin and Sarkeesian when they were down there, but yeah, he's, he's a fairly animated, one-sided conversation usually. Yeah. Pretty animated, so I don't know. All right, here we go. Uh, one of your buddies on the uh, ceasefire text line. I don't have any buddies. This is absolutely outstanding. Here we go. Grassy Knoll meets Sports Talk Mississippi. It's like some kind of soap opera. Brad Peterson is now the puppet master. You can't make this stuff up. Well, I didn't. Except for the fact that we're not making anything up. We're just simply asking the question that a texter asked us. Have you noticed it? Yeah. What's going on? No idea. We were just kind of group thinking it, actually. But always good to hear from you, pal. We'll be back. Here comes more Sports Talk Mississippi. You ready, guys? On Super Talk Mississippi. This was earlier in the day. I'm just seeing the videos of the entire hospitality structure from uh, Marco Simone, where they played the Ryder Cup, up in flames yeah. in Rome. You, you saw that earlier? Ooh. I did. DeChambeau uh, really upset. Well, you know, he'd have fared better than uh, Captain Slowplay, so. Yeah, I... Um the good news is that's probably the uh, the last time that Zach Johnson will ever be the captain of the Ryder Cup team for the I, U.S. I did love uh, what he said after the uh, after the Ryder Cup. He said, "You know, we are going to figure this out." And I thought, "We, got we, a, got a there, mouse, there's got a mouse no in your pocket." Yeah, there's there, we. There's no we here, Zach. It, it, it will be they will figure this out uh, without you, because yeah. that was a disaster. Yeah, no, uh, no doubt. So, I spent a lot of time on Ole Miss in Arkansas yesterday. Let's talk about Mississippi State, Western Michigan. Sure. Aside from phantom head coaches. Yes. And random talking on the sidelines. Yeah. Yeah. And mascots. A lot of people know that Western Michigan's mascot is the Broncos. The Broncos. We'd like to go just a, uh, a touch deeper than that. They got shamed out of uh, that they tweet. Deleted that they deleted that tweet. Thank God. No, they did. They yes, did. they did. They deleted it. Yes, yeah. they did. Wow. Yeah, they deleted Come it. Come on, man. you gotta be. you got to be... More. They were trying to eat a dog. But it's a goofy graphic. Just own it. I forgot about that line from cares? the movie The Patriot with Mel Gibson, where they're they're out in the woods and he said, "Dog is a fine meal." I, for, <laughs> I forgot about that. And someone put the GIF in the replies. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, "Oh God, I've forgotten that line." <laughs> oh goodness. Um. So this Western Michigan team. Yeah. What stands out for you? 
that they're coming to Starkville on Saturday. That's what stands out. I have never, Richard, I have never done less research on an opponent than I have done on Western Michigan. Now, I've did that for a reason. And then don't 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 take it as laziness. Because Oh no, I would never I would never take you for lazy. Never You working uh-uh. tomorrow? Yeah, I, uh, I think so. Okay, you think you think so, ladies and gentlemen. Are you? Uh, yeah, I'll be here. I think I will too. Why? Why wouldn't I be here? So anyway, I only have I don't have you know six hundred and twelve paid days off like this guy rolls up. Um, How many? Six hundred twelve. Do you have double a year's worth of vacation just sitting there? <laughs> All right. Well, I'll see you guys in January. In, in fact, it's so much that somebody else has to do your work for you. We have a body double. Hmm. Okay. Okay. Carry on. Critchard Ross is his name. Yeah, so you were telling me why it is that you weren't doing because your job this week. Because it's irrelevant. Because Mississippi State is playing a team that they should blow out of the stadium. This is a team that gave up 41 points to Iowa, a team who is so bad offensively that their their offensive coordinator is going to get fired for not averaging 30 a game this year. 25. 25. That's not a lot of points in college football. It was in 1987. It is not now. Yeah. Was so, it even in 1987? Uh, 25 a game probably when we need a national title in, in 1987. Um, now you can make me look, go back and look that up, by the way. Uh, this is all about state for me this weekend and what they do and how they play and, and the people that they play. And, and specifically for me, yeah, I, I want to thank Nick Saban because he's done it again. I, I mentioned a, a few weeks back that you know people like talking about Will Rogers. That's oh, tough to make a change. It's tough to make the change. And I, and I point out, you know, Nick Saban made the change in the middle of a national championship game. Mm-hmm. So if you can do that, you can do whatever you want. Well, Saban did it again with this thing at South Florida. Everybody was clamoring for, for Simpson and Buckner. Oh, Milrose not playing well. We need to see these other guys. So what did Saban do? Okay. I'll let you see them. He gave them a whole game, and when everybody saw how terrible they were, everybody bought in. Okay, Jalen Milrose our guy. No problem. You need to do this with Mike Wright. Put him out there. And I'm not saying to start Mike Wright. I'm not saying that Will's not going to play. I'm saying that he needs series. He needs more than a play here, a play there. You need to get him into the game while the game is still in doubt. I'm using the quote fingers when I say that. And if it backfires, does it really backfire? Well, if it backfires, then Arnett can just come out and say, Hey, guys, this is why we haven't been playing him. It's the most low-risk thing that you can no, do. No, no, no. Right I mean, what if it backfires if you're doing it to get everybody off your back, but then in truth he goes out and he plays really well? Then it backfires. But that's, that, that, that's, that's, that's the thing, though. It backfires into a, you know, okay, wait a minute, he, he can do this. Yeah, Maybe but we got to make a change. That, that shouldn't be the motivation. It, it's, but it's, it's against Western Michigan. You've gotten, you've gotten really good quarterback play in one game this year, followed by a season last year where you got spotty quarterback play. I mean, we talked about it last season. Yeah. Mississippi State won games because of defense last year. And that was while they were running the most quarterback-friendly system in the history of the sport. Th- this is such a low-risk game to, to see what you have just, there. Just, just put him out there, give him a couple series, and, and see what happens. And if he struggles, then great. You're, you're confirmed. This, this is what we got to do. But if he does well, then you carry that into the bye week. Yeah. And then go from there. I just... Uh, you mentioned other coaches doing it, and, and all coaches are different. Dabo Sweeney has done it before. Benched Kelly Bryant four games into a season yeah. for a young guy. I mean, th- th- this has happened before. We're not saying that Mike Wright is Trevor Lawrence, though. We're no, not we, saying we that. Are, we are absolutely not doing that. Are you Are you saying that? No. Because if that's the case, Borky. No, because we have seen Mike Wright struggle uh, in the SEC throwing the football consistently. That is a real thing. But 
man, when you are so inept. The, the, the question why not is not something that coaches ask or should ask very often, but in this case it's applicable. Yeah. Yeah. So there are a couple – do you mind if I share a couple of Western Michigan nuggets? By all means. Um, since you're not going to. I am not. So Jack Salopek was their starter at the beginning of the year. Okay, he's, yeah. He has been benched. Oh. He's not playing very well. Um, Trayson Bo- Borgiou. I'm going to go with he didn't play Borgay. Against, I'm going to go with Borgay. He, he didn't play against Syracuse. Okay. Uh, he is now the starting quarterback. So Salopek was completing balls at a pretty good clip, um, but he was throwing it to the other team, and he wasn't really doing much with his feet. Yeah. So they've made a change at quarterback. This guy's been okay. I'll tell you where they're pretty good. Yeah. Their starting tailback's pretty good. Jalen Buckley, mm-hmm. he's averaging like six yards a carry, and he's got five touchdowns, and, and he 75-yard house call against Syracuse. That's a new face for them because their leading rusher transferred to Minnesota from last year. Uh, really? Yeah. See, I did, I did some Western Michigan talk in the in the offseason, so I, I had some, some talk on that. Yeah, he's a, a second-year freshman. So he went yeah. for 194 in the season opener. Mm-hmm. 87 against Syracuse. Mm-hmm. Not much against Iowa. Nobody really... good, who we know is good defensively. Right, right. Had 196 yards on the ground against uh, Toledo. And then Holy last Toledo. week. No, yeah. No. Uh, yeah. Jeez. Uh, and then last week in the win against Ball State, uh, 50 yards on the ground. Yeah. I thought that was a decent win for Western Michigan against it Ball was. State. I mean, that's a conference win for yeah. them. Yeah. yeah, it is. It is. So, first year head coach mm-hmm. in, uh, in Lance Taylor. Mm hmm. Former walk-on wide receiver at Alabama, GA yeah. for Nick Saban, worked been all his way over the SEC. Yeah, he's been been a lot of places. Uh, very, very engaging guy. But the most interesting guy on the coaching staff for Western Michigan is Lou Esposito. He is their defensive coordinator. Yeah, Lou Esposito is a former offensive lineman at the University of Memphis. Okay, he was there in the uh, mid '90s. That is now a defensive coordinator and coaches the style of defense that he coaches because of what he played against in practice at Memphis. Okay. Jolie Dunn's Jolie defense. Dunn's defense yeah. And so it's a 3 3 5, and they blitz and blitz and blitz and blitz and blitz and blitz and blitz. Mr. Do they blitz? should be familiar with that. You would think. Yeah. What'd you say? I said, do they blitz? Uh, every now and then. Every now and then. And, and so, they bring pressure. So, so what does that do? Well, if the offensive line is bad, and the offensive line should be outmatched against Mississippi State, should be, and they get home, it's a really long day for Western Michigan, and Mississippi State should be able to name its score. Mm-hmm. If for some reason, um, I'm not sure that I. You did a terrible job. You you just put Mississippi I, State's I offensive that. line blocking. Yeah. Their own defense. You know, I just it, let you go, though, man. I let you, I just let what you I was, tra- what I was trying to say. More challenged this week in practice yeah. doing that than yeah. they, they should be anyway. So, on so Saturday. The, 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 what I was trying to say before I completely screwed that up is, if Mississippi State's offensive line, yes, which has at times had its issues, it has struggled, is able to handle the blitzing from all over the place from Western Michigan, right? Then State should be able to name its score because you got open stuff all over the field. Correct. But however, yes, there, here we go. If Western Michigan is able to get home with some regularity and put pressure on Will Rogers, 
then this thing could be closer than it feels like it should be and certainly closer than Mississippi State fans want it to be because we have seen that under pressure, Will Rogers has not thrown the football as well. Active blitzing team, going to put pressure on a quarterback. Feels like a great day for a mobile quarterback to be out there. Mm -hmm. If this game is close, I, I, I pray for the health of some people if this game is close. I, I described it today. On, it'll be on tomorrow's Thunder and Lightning where if this game is like 17 and 7 at the half, oh. close your ears, close your eyes. You can hear the boos. You can hear them right now. What that crowd will, it's going to be a small crowd anyway, but they'll be vociferous in their displeasure. Have you settled in on your over under 30,000 actual? I'm saying under. Sports Talk Mississippi. It'll be a beautiful day on Saturday. Wouldn't be a bad day to be at the uh, at the ballpark. We'll take a quick timeout. Sports Talk Mississippi in the Pearl River Resort Studio live. Sanderson Farms Championship, Country Club of Jackson. Super Talk Mississippi. Check this out. Are you ready? Yeah. Sports Talk Mississippi. toward another college football weekend. We have a new leader on the golf course at the Sanderson Farms Championship at the Country Club of Jackson. Chesson Hadley has taken it to eight under par through 14 holes. That means Henrik Norlander is in the clubhouse by himself at seven under par. Clubhouse being figurative, my assumption is he's probably not on property. So at this point, he's been done for a while, right? Yeah, he's been done for a while. Say, so you know. Maybe Probably having a stay, the hotel or the taking Airbnb, a nap. Yeah, yeah whatever. Yeah, it's 4.38. It's a little early for stuff. Uh, especially if the wake-up call is just after 3 in the morning. Yeah. Yeah, he started early this morning, which yeah. which Hayden Buckley told us that 345? The, the 3.45 was so he could not only get up and get going and get to the gym for a 7, what, 40 tee time, I think, I think it, it was. I 7.20 this morning. Okay, 7.20. Barely light at that point, but that's okay. Um, but uh, get a little workout in before he gets to the golf course. Yeah. Whew. Stretch yourself out. He gets to sleep in a little bit tomorrow. Yes, I would. Just a little bit. I would imagine that he will uh, will take advantage. He's gonna have of some that. work to do as well. I mean, like, look, seven unders are a low number. Now there's up to eight, like you said. There's a seven, and it, you, you might see a couple more maybe by the time the day's over. But um, he's got to play better tomorrow. Yeah, he, he, he probably needs to go shoot what three, four under, something like that. Yeah, and I mean. It rained a little. I thought it was supposed to rain more today. I guess not, but he's not going to get his wish either. Not yet, anyway. Not going to be on, firm, on firm and fast. fast. No, it's it's uh, it's a soft golf course right now. Um, not because of how much rain did you guys get in Jackson? Nothing. Oh, really? Nothing. So just it's been sprinkling out here a little bit. Yeah, and that's kind of how it was in North Mississippi today as well. I mean, you can watch on the radar that big front that yeah. is uh, is pushing through, um, but. Not at least a, today, not a whole lot of rain. With I mean, it. we, we yeah. got no rain today at all, except for like an hour ago, it was sprinkling some. But hey, what were you what were you telling us during the break about? So everybody's phone buzzed yesterday, right? Yeah, <laughs> right. So like in that, what was it? Twelve? Uh, it's like one one twenty. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mine didn't buzz. 
I was talking about this on the show. Well, you're in trouble. Yeah. Well, I'm not surprised by that. When the zombie apocalypse comes. I'm sure I'm on some sort of checklist, and that's why they didn't uh, buzz my phone. They were like, we've already got him. Well, I mean, in fairness, wasn't it um, a message from, from like, FEMA that was testing the emergency alert system? I would be the cause of that. Yeah, exactly. They don't want to alert you that they now have an alert system in place. They knew! Okay. So, anyway... But but uh, this this caused some problems and it uh, even caused a bit of shunning. Yeah, shunning. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So yesterday's this is from a, a Twitter account. I don't know a whole lot about Dexerto. They're an influencer. It says uh, yesterday's emergency alert reportedly caused several Amish people to be shunned by exposing them for op- for owning phones. Oh goodness! You're just out there raising a barn or milking you know, the cows, and th- all of a sudden, and then all of a sudden, and then, brother Abraham, what was that? I I don't know, brother Ezekiah. They're better off for it. Isn't that the truth? Yeah, they're I mean, better. If they off got for kicked it. out. They're like, all right, you know what? Time to go live the life, guys. One of the great things about making fun of the Amish people is that they'll never know. They're, they'll never know. <laughs> <laughs> or if they Will, <laughs> you are wrong for that. Hey, that was towing the line. It was right on the edge of this is wrong, and you just went too far. Well, like he said, though, you know, one of my favorite. Uh, I think it's I think it's a Slim Jim commercial where they're 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 riding along with an Amish guy, and he's like, "What's it like not having internet?" And the Amish guy says, "It's not that bad. I just get pictures of your mom in the mail." Oh, oh. Like, <laughs> That's the greatest cut down of all time. Wow. Shout out to the Amish. That is uh, that is pretty pretty good. Yeah. Just going along in the horse and buggy, and all yeah. of a sudden, yeah. yeah. What's, what's that? Does the horse get startled? Because they've never heard noises like that. Like you know, hearing them in our part. Well, of the I mean, they probably have, considering that those Amish buggies. Lo- Frequently travel on state highways. That's true too. Yeah, you know, like Mack trucks go blowing. When I was going to the SEC tournament one year, I was driving through Tennessee, and an Amish buggy whipped out in front of me. Yeah, and I was just thinking, I've been playing off. Well, I've been playing a lot of Red Dead at that point. I was like, man, if I had my Lancaster (laughs) Repeater right this second, I'd take that buggy. Man, remember the story we told on this show about the Amish guys that got a DUI? I don't remember. So they they were uh, recklessly driving their their buggy, and officer came up behind him. And they bailed from the buggy and took off into a field. Okay. And, I mean, there, there's no identification on the buggies. Yeah. The officers just followed the horses home. The horses knew how to get home. Oh, yeah. So the guys bailed animals. from the buggies and took off into a farm, into a field, and the horse just took them right back to their house. And they arrested them for So the DUI. horse was a snitch. The horse was a snitch. Yeah. I, uh, I got a, a text from a friend, and he said, I wonder how many husbands. Is he Amish? Um. The fact that I got a text from him would... We just talked about the Amish having phones. Some, yeah, some of them do. Some. Yeah, so. um, it could be a Mennonite. It's perhaps. True. Some of the finest, hardest working people that you will find Great anywhere, anytime. They'll make, they'll make you some bread, though. Yeah, um, it's good. But, but no, his, uh, his question was... Um, well, I lost. There it is. How many unfaithful husbands got caught with a burner? <laughs> Due to the national, I saw, I saw tweets about that. People saying, "Hey, if you've got a, a second uh, phone due to a situation, perhaps you need to, you know, make sure you take care of that problem." 
hope uh, there wasn't a team meeting going on on the planes during that. <laughs> that might have been the, the, the follow-up punchline that I didn't like, read from like, his text message. Like, Coach, why, why do I hear ten phones going? <laughs> you guys. What? You guys. Oh, man. Um, Remember that time the guy, uh, when Lane Kiffin got off the airplane, said, yeah. hey, Coach, get Make a sure burner you get phone. a burner. And that then handed him his baby? Wasn't it the same guy? Was it the baby guy that, that handed his baby to Lane Kiffin and then said get a burner phone? Was that the same guy? Or yes, it's the same guy. guy. Same guy? Same yeah. guy. What is he doing now, I wonder? Probably still rich. <laughs> so what is it that's happening next Saturday? Next Saturday, it's a shame that our teams aren't playing. Everybody's off next Saturday. There, there is right. Ole Miss, Mississippi State, Southern Miss are not playing on Saturday. Right, You've got the right. midweek thing with Southern Miss. Yeah, yeah. There's a, uh, a solar eclipse going on at noon central on Saturday. And if, if we had home games here, it would we be like a them. 60% solar eclipse wow. during the game. During the game. See, that's what you wish Ole Miss it, was playing Alabama and up like 28 to nothing, and you have a solar eclipse. Like, it is the end of days. It's the end, yes. And so there are going to be people that don't know that's coming, that the, the sun is going to get blocked for I a little wait. while during the game. I can't wait. I hope it happens to Gus Johnson and no one told him. Remember when Trump walked out of the balcony and yeah, stared right at up at it. There, there's a comedian named Shane Gillis. Uh, don't listen to him around the children. But, no, don't. But God, he, talk, no. he says, regardless of your political affiliation, Trump is hilarious. He's just the funniest guy that's ever been to play. Because he walks right out the balcony and just stares right up at the, the eclipse. The first thing he told him is, hey, Mr. President, don't, don't stare look. That's every child in America right is it. told, don't look at a solar eclipse, and they, President of the United States. Oh, look at that. I remember um, in, like, seventh or eighth grade there was one, and the people that were in the shop class were outside, and they had the welder's mask yeah. out. And yeah. so you could actually like look yeah. at it with a welder's mask on. Uh, James Spann, who's like the celebrity weatherman yeah, in, uh, in in Birmingham, uh, put out a long post about it. Borky brought this to our attention. Uh, he says in, in his last uh, paragraph, it is important for people at Bryant-Denny Stadium not to look directly at the eclipse with the naked eye. You need eclipse glasses to view the event. Um, How many so, will my transition they, lenses work? Probably not. Okay. They might help. Okay. How many of the 100,000 people in Bryant-Denny will stare straight up at that sun? They will probably have an announcement 12%. in the stadium. Hey, guys, don't stare at the sun. I'm going like 70,000 of the 100,000 will just Wouldn't naked you? eye just stare. You know, honestly, it's as tough, an impulse, right? I would do it. It's tough. You're like, I can't. I mean, I wouldn't look like, up. Look stare up. at it, but I would absolutely look at it look and then look away. It is. Yeah, yeah it's about a meteor. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, and everybody ignores it because there's fighting. Yeah, that's yeah. right. It's like, a, it's like an idiocracy kind of thing. Yeah. Yeah, I got you, yeah. Would this be a good promotion where they hand out eclipse goggles or no glasses? Doubt. Yeah. Like have some company put you their can, brand can, on there? You can buy a pair of eclipse goggles for $2, and that money goes to whatever the Roll Tide NIL is. Exactly. See, You just made, made $200,000. Who was going to say no? Nobody. Who's going to say no to $2 eclipse glasses? The, hey, Dad, the, the I bet you could sell them for five. I bet you could sell them for they five. They would cost you 10. pennies. Now, 10 is where we're getting into, like, I don't know. I bet you could do it though. It's you still sell some, but you would sell at five. You're going to sell one to everybody who walks in the stadium. Yeah, that has cash. No, no, we could set up for Venmo and yeah, but that's going to slow you down, man. You're not going. It's got to be convenient. Now, now you got to make life easy. Nowadays, you better have a QR easy. code for Venmo. Yeah, there's going to be QR codes. Yeah, we're going to do all this. Okay. Can we make this happen in in, uh, in six days? Seven? Or, no, I'm sorry. Uh, well, we, we, we got time. Eight, we have eight days to get all this done. 
and, and again, neither Ole Miss nor Mississippi State. Right, we got nothing to do. Next. Uh, so why is it that you want to supplement Alabama's NIL fund? Oh, I just lied about that. We're going to keep the money. Oh. Hey. That's the ruse. <laughs> it's a clever ruse. My attempt to deceive. I forgot that you were a terrible human being. I mean, is anybody auditing the collective? Oh, okay, okay. No. I'm a terrible human being by 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 taking by hurting Alabama. You want to? Steal, you want to know who's a terrible human being? You want to Alabama? Four dollars and seventy-five cents from a hundred thousand people. Yeah, they deserve every bit of it. Sports Talk Mississippi. We're back with you. We're going to talk a little bit about. Century Club Charities on the other side of this timeout. This is Sports Talk Mississippi on the road, Pearl River Resort Studio from the Sanderson Farms Championship at CCJ. Check this out. Sports Talk Mississippi. Super Talk Mississippi. Mississippi on the road on this Thursday afternoon coming to you from the Country Club of Jackson for the Sanderson Farms Championship. Philip Carpenter joins us now. We are talking Century Club Charities, and that is uh, an entity that if you live in and around Jackson, you probably know a lot about, and if you live in another part of the state, maybe you have uh, have never heard of before, but that is the uh, the charitable arm uh, of the Sanderson Farms Championship, and uh, Philip, you have been with Century Club for a, a long time, and this is certainly a special week. Sure is. This is a showcase week for the Century Club, raising money for the Children's Hospital and about 60 other charities in the Jackson Metro area. So, the if we rewind, I don't know, a decade or so, probably not quite that far, and, and we see the commitment that Sanderson Farms has made to this tournament and the importance that Joe Sanderson placed on being a part of this tournament but his affinity for love for Children's of Mississippi. Yeah, so Sanderson Farms picked up the tournament in uh, 2013. So, so it is a decade. Yes, this wow. this is the tenth year. This is actually the fifty sixth year of the tournament. Right, but it's gone through several different sure. sponsors. But Sanderson Farms picked us up in uh, twenty thirteen. Since that time, if you start from twenty thirteen through twenty twenty two, Century Club Charities has actually given through this tournament. This is our only event. Yeah, we raise money by through the promotion of golf. Uh, we've given right at $16 million. It's incredible. Absolutely incredible. And Children's of Mississippi um, is the primary beneficiary, but they are far from the only beneficiary from the money that's raised from this tournament. Right. Children's of Mississippi is our signature charity, always will be. And they got a big check last year. Yeah, a million bucks. That's um, incredible. And then we gave... Uh, another half million to about 60 other charities and those are great charities some of them are uh, stew pot uh, first tea uh, camp kamasa Um, we like to spread it around as much as we can and and, you know one of the things that that to me makes that such an important piece of this uh, and and batson being the or children's being the the signature charity is incredibly important and and that's an entity that needs 
massive amounts of money to continue the work that it's doing. Yes. But when you look at some of these smaller charities that are affecting people's lives on a daily basis and you hand them a check for $2,500, for $5,000, for $7,000, that's huge for some of those charities. It is. That's really big. And if they don't get that money, then they may not be here this time next year. Yeah. And that's a shame. It's a crying shame. We, we, we vet all the charities that we donate to. They use their money wisely. For somebody who wants to join the Century Club, for somebody who has some money they're sitting on and they want to make a donation to somebody, mm-hmm. but they don't know who they want to donate to, they can write us a check, become a Century Club member, come out here and enjoy the only professional sporting event in the state of Mississippi yeah. during the entire year, and we'll spread their money for them positively, very positively. All right, so so the makeup of Century Club, the, the people that are involved with this, who are helping raise money, not just this week, but throughout the course of the year for, for these charities, is it just kind of a cross-section of, of the business community in the, the greater Jackson metro area? It is. There are about 300 members. Okay. Um, some of our goals are to get members from other parts of the state. There are children at Batson Hospital from every county in the state of Mississippi uh, every year. And unfortunately, the makeup of the Century Club is primarily the Jackson metro area. Right. But every, every, the entire state from corner to corner benefits. Uh, we'd like to have a lot more females mm-hmm. as members. Um, you don't have to play golf. You don't have to be a member of the country club. Um, anybody can join. So we, some of those barriers that people may have in their minds imagined that are there are not, not there. They're not there. Yeah. No. no. Uh, I, I'm curious. So every PGA Tour event has a charitable connection to it. Is there any interaction between Century Club and any of the other tournaments and, and kind of their charitable arm, like in, in terms of discussing best practices and, and how you continue to grow? Uh, we got about a minute left to the break. The, the members don't. Steve Gent obviously does. Sure. He's, he's connected. Steve's been with us for 10 years. He's uh, the hardest working tournament director, best tournament director. Well, now, hold on a second. I don't huh? know about all that. Oh, yeah. I don't know about all that. He's a good guy, but no, trust hardest me. working? Trust me, he is. Okay. <laughs> don't tell him that. I mean, he's standing right over there. He heard you say it. We're doomed now. <laughs> well, you got to put up with that. He is, uh, he is as good as they come. Thanks for stopping by. Great to see you. Congratulations on, I'm telling you, congratulations in advance of what's going to be a great event this week. Well, thank you. Thanks to Wayne Sanderson Farms for being our title sponsor. And it's going to be a great event. Come out this weekend. Forget about the football games. It's all happening right here. we got TVs on the course. There we go. Got the TVs on the course. You can follow the football. Weather's going to be spectacular. Philip, thanks so much. Thank you, Richard. Sports Talk Mississippi, 5 o'clock hour. The aforementioned Steve Gent coming up next. Sports Talk Mississippi continues. You 
on Sports Talk Mississippi, streaming at supertalk.fm and Supertalk TV. Glad to be with you this afternoon. Michael Borky, Brian Haydad, Will East in the studio. I'm Richard Cross, and we are on the road today. On the road at the first round of the Sanderson Farms Championship at the Country Club of Jackson. Overcast, had a little bit of a sprinkle, a little bit of a light rainfall. Uh, if you live in this part of the state, it's fine. Yeah, we'll, we'll do it. Just a little touch of rain, just a little bit of touch of uh, the wet stuff coming down. But honestly, a spectacular day to be on the golf course, and it's only going to get better. Steve Gent joins us. Uh, he did tell me that I did not need to be too long-winded with my questions. Because if I did and he had to just sit there and not talk, he might fall asleep. I would definitely fall asleep. Hold on, I got to. Hey, Dad, yell at me. Yell at me, hey, Dad. I forgot to turn his mic on. There we go. There you go. There we go. And you know how I like to talk. Um, Yeah, I will drop off here in probably like 30 seconds if I'm not moving or or doing something. So, uh, but it's fun. This is the fun. You're running on adrenaline. You're out here doing a lot of things. This is, we work 51 weeks for this one week. It's great. It's awesome. Uh, How's it going today? Great. Um, You know, the, the rain. While welcome, hasn't really caused any kind of a delay in play. Yep. Uh, it actually, we thought we were going to get a little more in the middle of the day. It kind of kept, kept pushing back and back and back. Um, it's been great. I mean, we had great crowds out here for Thursday. It's amazing. Hospitality and just spectators walking around this golf course. Uh, you know, I've had some of my vendors shoot me pictures of crowds around the golf course saying, man, we've never seen it like this before. Uh, and Thursday's always a little slow arriving, but we have, you know, by 11, there are tons of people out here. I don't know what we've done selling rooster gear and merchandise, but. Um, my, my we, guess is well. Well, yeah, we have, we've done well until this point too with all our first uh, you know events of the week. But um, it's good. It's really good. Players saying great things about the golf courses that come off. I mean, I'm looking at some of these scores. You know, phenomenal. We really don't worry about where they are to par. I mean, it just doesn't really matter. And but you know, there's some this leaderboard's amazing. So um, it's good. It's been a great day. How much more difficult does this golf course become? Going into the weekend, I mean, Chesson Hadley—he's eight under right now. He's not going to finish at thirty-two. Uh, no, you know, he's not going to go no, shoot eight. No, no. But I mean, a, a winning score that's in the mid-teens—that's that's fine. Right? That's, yeah, that's fine. I mean, the mid-teens, high-teens. We've even had low twenties here. I mean, it's these guys are good, right? I mean, they're—I know they're not using that tagline anymore, but they are the one hundred forty-four of the best players of the world. Right? Phenomenal golfers. They're coming off the course, also saying to me, you know, we think we've got some rain and everything. They're like, man, these greens are fast. So they're true. But they're really fast. Um, the rough actually a little drier because of the drought. And talking to guys earlier in the week, saying, you know, that's actually a little more treacherous for them. They're not sure which they yeah, could get a could be fat. So could, more, more likely to catch a flyer. Yeah, it's not as consistent. It's not as thick. So it's actually they're kind of having to watch what they're doing with a little bit of a thinner, drier rough. All right. So uh, leaderboard right now, and uh, I'm. Uh, this feels like 144 of your kids, doesn't it? Uh, to, yeah, at least, to, yeah. at least to some or, degree. Kind of like your best, but you're some of your buddies. I mean, these guys are just guys, right? And they want to talk about different things, and they're just, you know, they pant put their what's the old saying? They put their pants on one leg at a time, just like you and I do. Sure. And, but to see the guys that you talk through all year and have talked to for years, it's fun to watch them, right? Yeah. And everybody asks me to pick a favorite, not doing it. But um, so Chesson Hadley yeah. has gone low this afternoon for a long time. Uh, Norlander was the leader in the clubhouse. Yeah. Uh, Ches- Chesson Hadley's gotten it to eight under. Um, Luke List is six under. I think if everything works out, we're going to visit with him coming up in uh, in just a few minutes. <laughs> Uh, Peter Malnati, a guy who we've talked to before on the show uh, and has been very loyal to this tournament. It's been an important tournament to him. He's gotten it to six under. And a guy you gave his first professional start, Akshay Bhatia. Yep. Um, 
He's gotten it to six. Played really, really well. That's through 17. Yeah, and you know, actually won earlier this year out in out in Truckee um, right. at Barracuda. So, um, yeah, you look at that leaderboard. Davis Thompson we gave a spot to a couple years ago. He's got his tour card. Lonto Griffin, first time back. Kisner, Kevin's, you know, five under. Cameron Champ, again, Champ. A few years ago, Wesley Bryan was one of my sponsor, our sponsor picks. Let me interrupt you I mean, going through that list. Yeah. You, you mentioned Kisner a second ago, yeah. and, and that's a guy that's that's from the South. Yep. It's kind of a fan favorite, very um, accessible through like social media channels and podcasts and, and stuff like that. There are a lot of people that like him. He struggled this past year, but felt like he was kind of starting to get it back. Could he be one of those guys where this is kind of a launching point into the next uh, oh, season? Definitely. I mean, he yeah. I mean, he struggled a little bit, but I'm not sure why. And it's not anything you walk up to a player and go, "Hey, why'd you struggle this year?" Right? And I don't know if you call it struggle, but well, uh, he said yeah, that he about said himself. That himself. Yeah, and but he's just a short time ago he won. A, you know, he's won a world golf championship. I mean, yeah. he's one of the best players in the world. Uh, you know, if somebody asked me to describe Kevin in one word, it's I don't know why you think of this word. I think it's just grit, right? He is just going to go out there. And it's match play. He's going to kick your butt. Ain't um, no hobby. But he's, but he's a super nice guy. He's one of the best. He was out there with Charles Kelly uh, during the pro-am yesterday. We had in for the pairings party Tuesday night. Um, he just, just, just a great guy. It's great to see him. I mean, up there in that top of that leaderboard. There is something that we need to address. What's that? Um, we were uh, we were visiting with Philip just a few minutes ago. Okay. And he came on and made this wild accusation that you were like the hardest working tournament director in all of professional golf. I was like, hold on now, are we talking about the same guy? Philip needs to get out and meet some more tournament directors. <laughs> is all I'm saying. I, you know, I, there's that work ethic that comes from two parents. I think that we're both teachers. Um, I, no one's. I don't want my peers to ever outwork me. Right? You can That's out out vineyard me. You can out beach me. You can out resort me. Um, but you're not going to out-hospitality me, and you're not going to out-work me. And um, if that doesn't work, I don't know what to do. I, I am curious from your perspective. You've been here for 10 years. You've worked with other PGA Tour events as, as tournament director. Um, there's a whole other career that, that was before golf career, right? Yeah. Uh, we, we've talked about that in the past. How much interaction do you have with your fellow tournament directors in, in terms of comparing best practices? Hey, this worked, this didn't, yeah. this might be worth a try? All the time. I mean, I think we all, there's only 40-something of us on the PGA Tour, right? It's kind of like that clique of NFL coaches. Yeah. Uh, we talk multiple times. I'm sure each other all similar week. salaries, too. <clears throat> um, yeah, I don't, I don't know. <laughs> That's probably one thing we don't talk about because someone's going to get disappointed uh, of the two. But I'm into NFL coaches. Yeah, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I thought you were talking about each other. No, no, no. Yeah, no, 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 no. Um, yeah, uh, the guys on the, the NFL make a lot more than we are. But, um, <laughs> yeah, on the way home, got some windshield time. I'll call my buddy Chris Hoff out in Reno. You know, I'll call Patrick Lindsay out um, you know, out in, in Vegas, John Drago, Michael Toth of them, the two Dallas Fort Worth events, Nathan Groob. Um, we just we talk a lot about a lot of different things, whether it's board, you know, volunteers, players. Um, we we pick each other's brains a lot, you know. And there, there's several of us that are really close. You should a quick, you know, shoot a quick email at saying, hey, you know, what's your average? What are you guys doing for you in your program package this year? And within an hour, I've got ten responses. Right. So we talk a lot. We compare a lot. You know, there's nothing that we hold back from each other. I'll you know. Rising tide lifts all boats, right? Sure. So it's there. It's a nice fraternity. The health of golf. I mean, there, there are very few good things in my mind that came out of COVID, but a growth in the game of golf 
yeah. did come out. Now maybe that means it's a little more crowded, a little harder for for you to get a tea time if you want to. Do, do you see that reflecting in people that come to see the tournament maybe for the first time that are, are more interested uh, at a local level? Yeah, I don't. I don't know. I mean, I don't know I, how you I, measure. I, yeah, that, I don't know how you measure. I, bet, I think Jason Printergrass, the head pro, would be here because be a good judge of that. Does he? Is he? Is he giving more lessons? Is Jacob Ross here, the instructor? Is he giving more lessons? Are there are there more juniors in, getting involved in junior programs? Um, Margo in the first tee. Are kids more interested there? Are they getting it at a younger age? Um, that's probably a better way to measure it than than me. I mean, I'm I'm just not. Uh, if we have you know, 3,000 more spectators out of there. Does that mean there's increased rounds in the area? No, but I think, I think the having a great golf tournament in the state of Mississippi and the exposure and hopefully the things that we do for juniors and the kids are helping that, you know, that grow the game. Yeah. Um, it's a hard, it's a hard thing to measure. I, I do think there, you're right. A lot of th- cool things came out of COVID. When you started talking about that, you know, we were the first PGA tour event coming out of COVID to have pro-ams in six months. But the, we didn't. We're not allowed for those pro, amateur participants to have caddies. So I bought 250 push carts with the intention <laughs> wow. of, of, hey, I can't have my amateurs paying twenty something thousand dollars for a pro-am team carrying their own bag. But I also can't have caddies. But I want to have a pro-am. So I bought these push carts. And at a time where you couldn't find them, and I thought, okay, we're going to buy these push carts and give them the option to keep it as a pro-am gift. Well, none of them did. So I had 240 push carts, right? So we thought, hey, we're going to just keep them. And we're going to use them every year. And I was just talking the other day with the PGA Tour rules officials about how awesome a program it is. You know, if you don't have a caddy or if your caddy does, it's not a now it's not an impediment to playing in the program, right? Right. Trying to find a caddy or whatever, and it's just even if there's no caddies, it's three guys with push carts and a pro and his caddy playing golf. It's just a you know. So that's something that maybe COVID wouldn't have brought about. Yeah, um, maybe so. Yeah. Maybe so. Yeah. Uh, SandersonFarmsChampionship.com. People can still buy tickets. Everything Plenty there. of room. Yeah, absolutely. You're not going to sell it out, right? You'll just keep on selling tickets. It's a, it's a big golf course, and uh, I will make sure we have plenty of food and drink for everybody who comes out. That's I don't all good. think that's going to be an issue. And I don't think it's a, an issue if you want to get something that's got a, a rooster logo on it either. No, we, we bought a bunch. Come out and buy it. Always uh, good to see right. you. Thanks, Richard. I just wish you all the success in the world, uh, and the weather is going to be so good this weekend. It's going to be so good. Sweater weather. Steve Jett. Uh, He's the executive director of the Sanderson Farms Championship. Day one, not quite in the books, but we're getting close. Almost there. We're back with you. We'll continue Sports Talk Mississippi after this in the Pearl River Resort Studio. Super Talk Mississippi. Introducing to you Sports Talk Mississippi. What have you guys been doing? Singing out? Reading about some sad news in the football world. What have I missed? The legendary Dick Butkus has passed away. Oh, Oh, goodness. That's a tough one. One of the absolute all-time greats. Like, underappreciated great, would that be? And permanent member well, of the all-name team. Underappreciated now. I think our dads would tell you that might have been the best football player that ever yeah. lived. Man. He was with the Bears for 12 years. Wow. Yeah. 
Had he been sick or just old? So, or? I mean, he's 80 or was 80, okay. rest his soul. But uh, people are pointing to an appearance he made, I think, at the Bears season opener. Yeah. And, and there was a lot of he, he doesn't look real good. Hey, the, the accomplishment list for Dick Butkus, uh, 12 years in the league, two-time defensive player of the year, 69 and 70. Five-time first-team All-Pro. And I feel like it's always important to throw out the d- distinction. There is a difference in being All-Pro and a Pro Bowler. Yep. There are a yep. lot of guys that get invited to the Pro Bowl because they got to fill out rosters. It's a great honor, but it's not being first-team All-Pro. That means you are the single best at your position across the entire league. Mm-hmm. Uh, and he was that five-times, eight-time Pro Bowler. Um, wow. In addition to the five first teams, he was three more second team All Pros. Um, all decade team of the '60s, all decade team of the '70s, 75th anniversary All Time team, 100th anniversary All Time team. Uh, his number retired with the Bears. One of their 100 greatest all time. MVP of the Big Ten when he played at Illinois in uh, 1963. Unanimous All-American, Consensus All-American, and so on, and so on, and so on. The great Dick Butkus. Wow. That's sad. Yeah. Uh, Sports Talk Mississippi with you. Streaming at supertalk.fm, Supertalk TV, on the road today. Uh, still love to hear from you on the C Spire text line at 601-879-4395. 601-879-4395, whether you're looking for the best in wireless the best in home internet or the best in business IT services, Cspire's got you covered. They're customer inspired. Check them out online at cspire.com. Text message says the absolute most ruthless, toughest linebacker to ever play the game. Uh, Russ and Tupelo says, and with the Bears playing tonight, also. Uh, is that a home game in Chicago, or is it in? I think it's in Washington tonight. Okay. Um. And now that Dan Snyder doesn't know the, own the team, Washington might do something uh, to honor him tonight because, you know, they'll actually do that. Very good. Um, so there was a question earlier mm-hmm. in the show about burner phone and whatever. Yeah. Um, we get a message. He says, my name is Mills. I'm still here in Oxford, and burner phone baby is alive and well. Hey. Still waiting on those free tickets to show up from Lane Kiffin, though. <laughs> Very good. Come Very on, good, Lane. Bills. Help the man out. Did you bring the baby on the field after the LSU game? <laughs> you're, you're assuming that Mills made the trek onto the field. I'm assuming he made the – I mean, if he's handing a baby to the coach and say, get a burner phone, he was on the field after that game. Yeah. Hmm. Uh, that, uh, that, Probably so. That, that's a pretty likely possibility. Um, no question. What a slate of games we got this weekend, by the way. I was looking through them again. I'm going to be out here all day Saturday. Uh, but my phone's going to have football on while I'm walking around. I-, I was making sure that my service would be good enough today, and it is. I'll be able to stream football out here uh, on Saturday watching the golf. But, man, what a lineup. I mean, we did the, the show-me thing yesterday, but it bears right. repeating uh, of how much uh, maybe separation is, is another good word to use, how much separation we're going to get this weekend. In right. college football. So let's do this. Let's look at the games involving top 25 teams, and you tell me who you think the most likely to be upset is. Uh, Oklahoma, Texas. When you're talking about two undefeated teams that are rivals, 
uh, where one is number three and one is number 12. I understand if Oklahoma beats Texas, people are going to be like, oh, Oklahoma upset Texas. That's not an upset. No. That's not. That's a rivalry game with a pair of undefeated teams that are both leaving to go to another conference together. Whoever wins, it's fine. Congratulations. You won. And whoever wins that game, I mean, you know, college football is chaotic. This is kind of a stupid statement. Um it's a playoff team. We'll make the playoff. Yeah. yeah. That, that's at least what this game feels like, is whoever wins that game will go undefeated in the Big 12 and make the playoff. Certainly puts themselves in the driver's seat. To no do doubt. That. Yeah. Uh, a Maryland win over Ohio State 100% Ooh. would be an upset. Yeah, well, yeah massive upset. Uh, despite the fact that Maryland is 5-0 and and yeah. off to a 2-0 start in the Big 10. I wonder what Ryan Day would say to Lou Holtz after that one. Tough. Does Maryland have a very, very, very old coach that he could go after? Ralph Friesian? Yeah, I think he passed away, didn't he? Yeah, that would very be that'd be very unbecoming if that's yeah. the case. You go after Bear Bryant. Or maybe just there. randomly yell at Scott Van Pelt for some reason. There you you go. know, just there you go. Yeah. Yeah. Wait, he did that? No, I'm just saying that, that's what he could do, do after the win is oh, just okay. now he can just start like, picking random people to yell at. Yeah. Yeah. Um you guys are gonna disagree with what I'm about to say. Missouri is five and zero, and they're ranked twenty first in the country. LSU's three and two. And they're ranked 23rd in the country. If Missouri beats LSU at home on Saturday in Columbia, Missouri pulled off an upset. True or false? True. I mean, by the definition of it, LSU is favored. Yeah, I guess. LSU a four-point favorite. It's not enough points, by the way. But uh, I disagree. I know you do. I know you do. What does this mean for Brian Kelly if they lose? Uh, it means he, he he's on the hot seat. No, he's not. Oh, yeah, he is. 100% he would be. Because they're looking at least in two more losses in the face. At 7-5 and five at LSU, you can't, you can't be doing that for $10 million a year. when you're owed $80 million, $70 million that is fully guaranteed. Brother, I, 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 I know your whole, oh, they'll find the money. Yeah. We ain't talking about Texas A&M. I'm just saying, that we hospital is about pumping Texas. out money. Yeah, not that kind of money. Yeah. No, sir. You're going to see a, a rise in asbestos in, in, in uh, Louisiana. Washington State at UCLA. UCLA a three-point favorite, which technically means the number 13 team in the country, if they won against unranked UCLA, would be be pulling off the upset. The upset's the other way around. You think UCLA beating Washington State is the upset? I agree, yeah. Uh, Virginia Tech over Florida State. Oh, that would be a massive upset. That would qualify. Yeah. Um, 4-1 Alabama, sitting at number 11. Four and one and unranked Texas A&M. By the way, it feels like the AP voter said, "You know what? We've we've read this book, we've had we've seen this yeah. movie, and you're not getting the benefit of the doubt anymore. Yes. And if you don't like it, go prove it. Go beat Alabama, then we'll put you back in." Only By the way, point, they would probably jump into like number fifteen. Yeah, only a one point uh, line. Yeah, have you noticed that there's been some yes, line it's, movement? It's, it's there's, been going down. Th- there's there's some rumor mill going on, and as you know, you can only believe uh, believe everything and nothing at the same time. That uh, Milrow is battling a hamstring injury, Oops. which has led to the line going down the way it has. If he cannot use his legs and run, Alabama and is in losing the game. They're in trouble. Then. Yeah, uh, it's only one point line. It's the wrong team's favorite here. Really? Yep. Okay. You like, and you know, Ole Miss fans out there, you want now, Texas A&M to win this game. Maybe, Absolutely. Maybe I have an uh, yeah. ulterior motive here, but uh, oh, anyway, Homer Cross is over here. Uh, Syracuse at North Carolina. That would be an upset, but I don't think that is improbable. 
Yeah, you say that. It's not but, improbable. But watching Syracuse get handled last week by Clemson at yes. Syracuse yes. makes me think that North Carolina will win that game pretty easily. Yeah. Yeah, North Carolina has taken a huge step forward on the defensive side this They're year. They're much better. In, uh, in year two under uh, Gene Chizik. Yeah. You'll look at their recruiting rankings. Yeah, they, one plus one equals they're two. They're bringing in players. Yeah. yeah, they are. Cats and dogs between the hedges. A victory for the felines would be a, uh, a seismic the upset. Felines. The felines. Felines. That's what I was trying to say. There? Maybe. They're Kinda wild like, cats, not lions. Felines. Felines. Family. Family, yes. Uh, uh, yeah, that's an upset, 14 and a half. How yeah. big an upset would it be if Kentucky won that game at Georgia? Why do I not feel well, like it's like well, earth shattering? you've watched Georgia play. The, the college football casual will lose their mind. Okay. But if you've watched the two teams play this year, Kentucky winning that game should not surprise you. Not as big an upset as they will be credited with if Absolutely. it happens. Uh, Michigan at Minnesota. Michigan number two, five and zero in the country. If Minnesota wins this game because they have been not very good offensively, then I'm impressed. I'm yeah, really, stinky. really impressed. M- Minnesota gets the stinky label. Notre Dame, Louisville, big one. Number ten, Notre Dame. Number twenty-five, Louisville. Notre Dame five and one. Cards five and zero. How big of an upset is it if Louisville wins this game? Notre Dame only a six and a half point favorite. There's a reason for that too. Uh, for as good as Hartman was at Wake Forest, they're not scoring very much. Yeah, and, and it's difficult games, right? It's Ohio State, who's who's got five stars everywhere, and Duke. As yeah. weird as this is to say, going to Duke is difficult. However, when your defense had to put you on their back and carry you for four quarters and win. Going on the road again and doing that again is a tough ask. I'm not. I know they're two and three and unranked, and Ole Miss is an eleven and a half point favorite. I don't necessarily think it's an upset if Arkansas wins over Ole Miss, given the history of this series. Tech over Miami would be massive. No upset in the Fresno State Wyoming game. Uh, Cal beating Oregon State, slight upset. Arizona over USC. Whew. That'd be an upset. Oh, what are you talking about? Sports Talk Mississippi. We're back with you from the Sanderson Farms Championship at the Country Club of Jackson. Houston catching a nap. Alex hanging out. We're glad to be with you. Sports Talk Mississippi. On Super Talk Mississippi. We mentioned in passing earlier this week that um, Dan Enos, the offensive coordinator at uh, Arkansas, was emailing back and forth with fans immediately following the loss to Texas A&M. And there were some, there were a few that were like, ah, come on, that can't be real. And so uh, an enterprising journalist at Hogbeat, the Arkansas Rivals site, they just pulled their old uh, FOIA records out and uh, said, uh, we are... Freedom of Information Acting, the email account, the offensive coordinator for the University of Arkansas, and guess what? Twas him. Yeah. What's pretty crazy is, do you think he wishes he had kept that pencil that he left on the desk when he bolted from Alabama in the middle of the night? Yeah, no doubt. I wish he had, yeah. But what's crazy about that is, so 
you you have to respond to FOIA requests, right? That's it's a, a legal precedent. You have to do it, but you don't have to do it as fast as they did it. It, it, it can take you some time. And Arkansas is like, here, yeah, our coach is an idiot. Here, they didn't delay it at yeah. all. They, they just gave it yeah. to this reporter. There, there's no, there's no, uh, what's the one? There's no statute of you know you got to have it in by this amount of time. Yeah, yeah. You can FOIA something, and it'll take a year or two. That, that's when you know things are going well, by the way, is when you've got your offensive coordinator arguing in email back and forth. Don't forget, with also, students. nobody loves a FOIA request more than Arkansas. They they love to FOIA things. Only thing they love more than that is to call the Hawks. I just can't believe. I, like the, the most surprising thing to me, FOIA, suey, is that he's actually checking his university email. Yeah. Well, I, I mean, do you think Lane Kiffin has yes. ever opened an email from his oldmiss.edu? Kiffin at oldmiss.edu. It does no. You could email him, hey coach, if you reply to this, I'll give you a billion dollars. He'd never see it. Never see it. I mean, what does this look like, though? I mean, he's like sitting on the team bus, waiting on it to leave, just sitting there scrolling through his phone and just yeah, starts firing off it. responses. Out, Is that it? His outlook starts giving him notifications, and he's like. Uh, oh, I'll, I'll tell these kids. I don't know about anything. I have a couple of things for you. Sure. Number one, golf-related. Okay. Okay. That's more for him. ESPN. No, no, no. I think you'll like this. All story. right. Great, great. ESPN has closed a deal mm-hmm. to broadcast the TGL. That's the, the Tiger and Rory Indoor Golf League. Indoor golf. Yeah, it's like on the simulator and stuff, like a little arena okay. that they're building. 15 yeah. regular season matches Basically. plus two rounds in the playoffs. All matches are two hours long and will be on ESPN or ESPN2. The first two matches will be the first two Tuesdays following the college football playoffs. Mm. Microphones on all players throughout the competition. Oh, that's going to go well. 2,000 in-arena fans. Commitments so far, including John Rahm, Rory McIlroy, Tiger Woods, Colin Morikawa, Ricky Fowler, uh, Matthew Fitzsimmons, Andrew Shoffley, Max Homa, uh, JT, Adam Scott, Billy Horschel, Justin Rose. Okay. Now, will he wear the hat is the question. Well, who? Didn't you mention Patrick Cantley? Oh, he will because he'll get paid for this no, one. No, Cantley's not in here. Oh, okay, I'm sorry. Yeah, they, they probably couldn't stand the slow play even. And, I mean, it's a two-hour window. When are they we going to f- do that with Borky versus Cross? And investors in this league mm-hmm. include Giannis, <laughs> Steph Curry, uh-huh. Lewis Hamilton, sure. Shoyo Tani, yeah. Serena Williams, uh-huh. Josh Allen, uh-huh. and Shaq. And Richard Cross. Nice. No Sil- live guys on Sil- that Sil- list, Sil- by the way. <laughs> one of your LLCs. Yeah. I hear you. I hear you. That's smart business. All right, so that's number one. I think that could be entertaining. Yeah? Yeah. Number two. But you two need to do that, too. No. Oh, okay. You need to go to Top Golf and, and hammer it out. Um, number two. Hmm. Did you see that the NCAA reversed course? Tez yeah. Walker. Tez Walker has, in the most NCAA way possible, Tez Walker has been reinstated to the University of North Carolina by the National Collegiate Athletics Association. And the NCAA included a statement. I'm assuming you boys have read this, but if yep. not, here we go. And North Carolina replied to this statement, by the oh, way, yeah, yeah, and yeah. said... Oh, no, no, I got another one. Got another one. <laughs> yeah, that's such a hate thing. 
You like wanted to tell the end of the joke before like the joke even started. Here's what the NCAA sent along with the Tez Walker is now eligible. NCAA staff received new information regarding University of North Carolina student-athlete Tez Walker this week. Staff determined the new information qualifies Walker for a transfer waiver. The information had not been made available by UNC previously, despite the school's multiple chances to do so. Paragraph 2 is even better. Yeah. It is unfortunate that UNC failed to provide this important information previously. While we must be careful not to compromise a student-athlete's right to privacy when it comes to sensitive issues, we want to assure the Division I membership and everyone watching how the new transfer rules are applied that this meets the new transfer waiver standards. UNC's behavior and decision to wage a public relations campaign is inappropriate and outside the bounds of the process UNC's own staff supported. Had the UNC staff not behaved in this fashion and submitted this information weeks ago, this entire unfortunate episode could have been avoided. Mm. A joint statement from Charlie Baker, the new president of the NCAA, and Jerry Moorhead, the president at the University of Georgia. Okay. So, that's from the NCAA. Bubba Cunningham says, hey, I can put a graphic on Twitter, too. Here you go. We are happy that Tez Walker is now eligible to play and enjoy doing what he loves to do. However, the justification provided by the NCAA today is not accurate. Oh. The university submitted all necessary information and documentation as it was made available to us at the time, and we still believe Tez met all standards for the waiver in early August. It is not clear why the NCAA delayed making the correct decision then, but we are pleased to get the appropriate resolution now. It's so stupid. No, Bubba Cunningham, so by the way, Bubba Cunningham did leave just enough ambiguity in that statement that he did not completely deny mm -hmm. that North Carolina provided something in the past week to tip the scales. He didn't. But you Look, know what this I means, am though. not a shill for the NCAA. I don't even think I have to say that, but I feel like I need to put that qualifier on there before yeah. saying Bubba Cunningham's statement did leave just enough wiggle room to go. Yeah, well, I mean, yes, but. There's a tight end at Mississippi State that needs to either be allowed to play immediately after this or granted an extra year of eligibility so he can play next year. One of the two needs One to One of the two. And if I were Mississippi State, I would take North Carolina. What North Carolina did was they took this battle public. They fought this publicly, right? They generated outrage. Mac Brown and his statements were not typical coach statements. I mean, he, he was, in a good way, nasty about it. And they won. Mississippi State needs to do the same thing. Raise hell about it. Mm -hmm. re, re, get Zach Arnett to release a statement that everybody goes, wow, and starts applying pressure. Because when that, when that news dropped, it was, it was professional. I'm encouraging Mississippi State to drop the professionalism and go hard after them, and, and you get your player to play when you do that. Clearly, because it worked for North Carolina. Uh, I would tell you that some things that work for North Carolina don't always work for Mississippi State. I would do it. Then make I, I, that I, I, would, I would do it, but I blast would, it everywhere. Yeah, I would definitely go that route. But compare the two situations. Yeah. I mean, fill Andy Staples and Ross Dellinger and and all these guys fill their inboxes all the time with new statements and new comparisons and, and blast it everywhere. Because him not playing this season makes no sense at all. No, I agree. Especially after this. 
And apparently we have text messages from Brenda Tracy that she sent talking about wanting money from Mel Tucker. Something tells me that this won't be as widely reported on as some of the others that have uh, come along. Is Mel Tucker about to take $90 million from Michigan State? Is that what it is? What's the, was that not the number? They'll find a settlement. Oh, 70, $72 million. They'll find a settlement. Should they? Should Mel Tucker settle? I mean, I don't know. I don't. I mean, that's one side of it. There's going to be another side of it. I'm not. I don't know. My guess is yes. Yeah, maybe so. The the Bauer thing, similar but different. Ooh, Trevor Bauer. Um, what what, what is I baffling? mean a shakedown? Yeah. Of that man. Absolutely. One hundred percent. Receipts. Everything. Like it, it's that's exactly what happened. What what is mind blowing? is the only people covering it are Barstool and Fox News. And OutKick. And OutKick as well. Add them in there. I guess you can put them on Whatever. The, the fact that a Cy Young winner, an elite-level pitcher, was essentially extorted? Is that yes. the word? No, that's a 100% that is the extorted word. And had to go move to Japan had his life turned upside down and cost him tens of millions of dollars, and it's not even mentioned, let alone covered or reported on thoroughly. Round one almost done at the Sanderson Farms Championship. Chesson Hadley is your first-round leader at 8-under par after firing a 64. Henrik Norlander at 7-under. And then a big group at 6-under, 5-under, and 4-under. We're back with you after this. Sports Talk Mississippi in the Pearl River Resort Studios. We'll wrap it up next. Sports Talk Mississippi on the Super Talk app, your local Super Talk station, and at supertalk.fm. Brought to you in part by Genteel. Genteel is the official apparel provider of Sports Talk Mississippi. You can find them online at genteelapparel.com. Gear that will make you look great on the golf course, great in the grove, great in the junction, great at the rock, great anywhere you go. Plus, they got the outerwear that's going to keep you warm, just the right temperature on a cool evening. Find your local retailer that carries Genteel and look your best this weekend as you head to the course or you head to the games. Genteel, the official apparel provider of Sports Talk Mississippi. Don't forget that the uh, C Spire text line is always open to you at 601-879-4395. The new Connect and Protect plan from C Spire is here. It's the phone your kids want with easy-to-use parental controls for you. Just $30 a month with auto pay. Learn more at cspire.com. C Spire customer inspired we do have football coming up tonight on both the college front and the nfl front talked a little bit about that earlier bears commanders if that's your thing if you have amazon which uh if you're just a sicko like you said earlier i'll be watching at least a little bit of it yeah uh i think if i was just sitting at home with nothing to do i would be more inclined to watch the western kentucky louisiana tech game but I just love college football more. It's okay. 
Um, I mean, I, I don't know how much of the Chicago Bears you can actually call professional. Well, yeah, that's a good point. That's a good point. It's it's not amateur though. It's, it's not amateur. It's some, it's some weird purgatory in between. Yeah, they certainly play like amateurs though. And, and so, if you want to go to the whole, could the Bears beat the best team in college? Yes, yes, they could handily. Yeah, I, and, and we're going to do just, that again. I know. I was just doing it to you, just because I knew it. Would, and this time, it's not there. because the the best college team is just so dominant. It's because the worst NFL team is so bad. They're just like they could they could lose. Yeah. Hey, uh, don't forget that uh, Sports Talk Mississippi is brought to you in part by Visit Oxford. You can find them online at visitoxfordms.com. And be sure to follow them along on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, and TikTok. Busy weekend coming up in Oxford with the Rebels hosting the Arkansas Razorbacks on Saturday night. They'll have double-decker bus tours, plus lots of other activities. You can find out everything on the events page at visitoxfordms.com. They're doing that uh, outdoor basketball thing on uh, on Friday night. I believe they called it Square Jam. Square Jam. Six yeah. six thirty. The uh, outdoor basketball thing. Yeah, you know, people know what I'm talking about. But it's uh, actually, I mean, the weather's going to be spectacular. Yeah. And uh, there's some genuine excitement for basketball. Absolutely, uh, in both places. Although, sadly, you know, we got the news from from state earlier that it just. Yeah. It doesn't derail expectations, but it should alter them, at least to some degree, yeah. because as Haydad had brought up earlier, he'll be back during SEC play. Well, is that game one, or is that late February? I mean, that, that changes yeah. your perspective. But, yes, there. I mean, when is the last time you've had two basketball programs with such interest from its fans at the same time going into a season? It's been a while. And, long time. And yeah, a little a bit of a, a blow to those expectations for Mississippi State today. We get a message on the uh, C Spire text line. Just now able to get to you guys on the radio wondering how bad is the Tolu injury to keep him out four-plus months. Tough break for this team and for Tolu. Uh, yes, if you missed it earlier, uh, a foot injury to Tolu Smith. He is expected to return sometime during conference play. And so if you do the math, let, let's just call it February 1st, right? I mean, right. That, that gets you through the month of January. So you're saying all of October, mm-hmm. all of November, all of December, all of January, that is a four-month recovery time on whatever the injury is. Yeah. Yeah, that's, that's tough. It's tough. And then, you know, you know as well as anybody, Richard, that yes, because you're back on February 1st doesn't mean you're back on February 1st. That's right. You know, you gotta you got to get back into game shape and everything else, so... Long road ahead for Tolu Smith. We'll wish him the best. Do you know another name for uh, a neighborhood? Subdivisions. Mm, okay. Uh, Richard, have you played Jackson Country Club? I have, but it has been a long time. Uh, in fact, it's before. It was before they. When was it? Summer of two thousand seven. I think is the last time I played here. I might have played here once since then. But they still had bent grass greens like at the time. I'd like to point out that was 16 years ago. Yeah. Oof. Long time. Yeah, still had bent grass before they changed the greens up. Oh, wow. So we were in so Jackson. So you were in junior high? I was 15. Yeah. Uh, we were in Jackson um, the year after we got married for Jane's third year of pharmacy school. And so. Nice. Yeah. Um, it's been a while. Had a buddy that was uh, a member here and got to play at a time or two. And uh Beautiful course. Sixteen's the best hole by far on this golf course. I have played it more recently than that on on TrackMan. On, yeah. On the golf TrackMan simulator. Yeah. Nice. C- CCJ's on TrackMan. It's fantastic too. Really, really good. 
Really, really good. Tomorrow, a football Friday. That means high school football news. Will East and the crew tomorrow night will have you with the preview show and, of course, the Mississippi Farm Bureau Insurance Company high school scoreboard show tomorrow night from 10 until 11.30. We'll preview some of the big games in high school. We'll have a food Friday. We'll talk with Bruce Marshall. We'll get you set for all of the college football this weekend as well. But in the meantime, we hope that you enjoy your Thursday night. Don't forget to tease two questions. Oh, yeah. Two questions coming Come your way tomorrow. Come on, man. It's the best part of the week. Well, two questions. Thanks to our friends at the Sanderson Farms Championship. An honor always to be here. We wish them great weather, great golf, and lots of money raised for Children's of Mississippi. For Borky and Haydad and Will, I'm Richard. Adios. Are you a business owner looking for help with HR benefits and payroll? MWG Employer Services offers a wide range of services and can create a custom plan that fits your needs and budget. I was so overwhelmed with HR stuff. MWG Employer Services took all the stress out of it and even set up my payroll. I couldn't be happier. MWG Employer Services is here to help you succeed. Call us today at 601-206-7966 or go to mwgemployerservices.com. A Super Talk Mississippi Media Production.